93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is September 19th, a Thursday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a man who has been taken into custody after a human's remains were found inside a Northeast Philadelphia storage facility has confessed to a missing woman's murder, the district attorney's office said. Wow. 49-year-old Jade Babcock has been charged with abuse of a corpse, obstruction of justice, and tampering with evidence. The Philadelphia district attorney's office requested that he be held without bail in anticipation of likely homicide charges in the near future, and the judge granted the request. The homicide charges are expected from the Lycoming County District Attorney's Office after Babcock allegedly confessed to killing Brenda Jacobs. <clears throat> Jacobs had been seen uh, had been missing since 2003, uh, but was not reported missing by her family until 2000, 2013, the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office said. Wow. I thought that was weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ten years. Wonder, years? Yeah. yeah. I wonder what the... Scenario is maybe she's and, estranged. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And they got a tip um, uh, that these remain or that something, I guess, was in this storage facility. So they they went there looking for something. Uh, the remains were found at three thirty on Monday at the Safeguard Self storage facility in northeast philadelphia and this was almost 200 miles away from where the victim was last seen so this guy 49 years old confessed to her murder it's funny because as we've talked about this before these storage facilities because for a while when we lived in maniac didn't have enough storage space so i'd put a lot of stuff down there and i'd be down there and i'd see people with their things opened up it wasn't inside at the actual building it was you know the the garage units right. basically yeah. and you'd look and like the hell is that? You'd yeah. see. I saw one guy one time with what appeared to be medical things in jars coming out. Like, there could be anything. <laughs> there could be anything in those things. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. So they. Yeah. They went out to. I. But I still wonder why it was ten years before they reported her missing. That, yeah. Yes. That, that's clearly a part of the story that uh, needs to be investigated. Yeah. That we need to find out about. Uh, an Amber Alert remains in effect for the missing five-year-old Dulce Maria. Uh, Alaves, who vanished from Bridgeport, New Jersey Park. The child was last seen at the park just before 5 o'clock on Monday. Authorities say they have reports that the girl was taken by a light-skinned, possibly Hispanic male, about 5 foot 6 inches tall. He was believed to be wearing orange sneakers, red pants, and a black shirt at the time of the incident. Now, it's unknown if the suspect uh, knows the girl or the family. She's been missing for more than 48 hours, and police say that they're not leaving any stone unturned. Uh, Police say that they're investigating all possibilities, but that they don't have any solid suspects. Uh, the little girl is described, her name is Dulce, and she's described as a Hispanic female, approximately three feet, five inches tall, of a medium build. She was last seen wearing a yellow shirt, black and white checkered long pants with a flower design on them, and white sandals. Her dark colored hair was pulled back in a ponytail. Uh, police said that the man led the little girl from the playground at the park to a red van with a sliding door and tinted windows. Uh, the man then allegedly fled with the girl. Now they're trying to, uh, they're talking to some witnesses who they think were maybe playing basketball uh, on the courts of the time and they're trying to see if they can get a little bit more information uh, and obviously they're trying to find out uh, if they can get the license plate number of this red van. Apparently they had a lot of people <laughs> responding with information of vans that were sort of similar to the description. I so hope the people do. have to stay vigilant. Yeah, mm-hmm. you hope the best for this girl. Dulce's mother reported to police that her daughter was playing on the swings with her younger three-year-old brother approximately 30 yards while she remained in her car with her eight-year-old relative. According to the mother, the three-year-old returned to the car without the sister, and they were not able to locate her afterwards. Anyone with information is asked to contact police immediately. Federal prosecutors say the man accused of of being responsible for a string of explosions that terrified a small Pennsylvania town was motivated by his anger towards his ex-girlfriend. You 
guys remember when yes. all of these explosives yeah, these were going just off? Just bombs all over the place. Yeah. During a court hearing earlier this week, prosecutors alleged that 44-year-old Jason Muzzicato used a drone to drop explosive near his ex-girlfriend's apartment in Washington Township, Northampton County. The building is owned by Charles Carason, uh, who says that the experience was unbearable and went on for about 18 months. One of uh, their surveillance cameras recorded the video of uh, an explosion on the property, and then he says a few days later, later it happened again, but this time the explosion shot nails all over his property. So this guy was flying a drone in. Yeah, he denies and dropping it. Dropping bombs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jesus. Right? You know, this guy went to great lengths. Very tech. Now, I've had uh, one or two, you know, breakups that I wasn't happy with, and I maybe broke something that I was given to by this person. I, I never thought of bombing their right, house. Right. I would do the, the silent drive-by. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, That was my big thing. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, you did the drive-by? Oh. I was creepy ex-boyfriend. But yeah. I also, like, you guys were younger. I think we've all done that at one point. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, yeah, I was a teenager. Yeah, 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 yeah. 44 At 44, you... Yeah. Like, come on, man. Get well, he can yourself. afford a drone now. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's along in life and can afford a, afford a bombing drone. So some of the undetonated bombs were also found on the property. At least one neighbor found one. Uh, Muzzicato was finally arrested this past June and faces a list of charges, including possession of guns while subject to a protection from order abuse, illegal drug use, and possession of illegal improvised explosive devices. And he's, Muzzic- he's putting nails in a bomb. Right? That's serious business. Yeah. Uh, a bomb in general is bad, but that's even worse. Now, his attorney says that his client denies using a drone to drop explosives. The trial is scheduled to begin on November 4th. In sports this morning. Bryce Harper hit a two-run home run. Zach Eflin pitched seven strong innings, and the Phillies won their second straight game yeah. over the Braves, winning nice. last night in Atlanta 4-1. to one. The Phillies are three games back in the chase for the second wild card and need to pass three teams to make the playoffs. The series wraps up this afternoon, and Aranola will get the start. Game time is at 12-10. In Thursday night football, the Tennessee Titans will travel to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars tonight. Kickoff is at 8-20. Linebacker Camu Grugier-Hill said he expects to be back for the Eagles game a week from tonight against the Packers at Lambeau Field. Uh, he, he played 10 games last year and suffered a left knee sprain while making a tackle on Jordan Howard at practice on August 3rd. He would probably have been able to play this Sunday if the Eagles didn't have two games in five days. They play next Thursday. The Eagles are at home against the Detroit Lions on Sunday afternoon. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you so much, Kathy. The uh, week is flying by, and I always love it when that happens. We have a few things in store for today. We will have another opportunity for you to win $1,000 this morning. Actually, it happens five times today. We just get it started, that's all. Yeah, love it. Uh, so 8 a.m., it's called Money Shark. It's very simple. We give you a code word, and you need to enter that code word. There's three different ways you can do it. Two of those ways could get you $10,000 in the grand prize, so I recommend that you try those ways, which is through the MMR mobile app or through WMMR.com. But you can also text in the word when we give it to you. So 8 o'clock... We were late yesterday. I apologize. We'll try to get as close to that and be diligent today. But well, we had uh, we had Pitchpo out and yeah. about. We, we had, didn't had have Preston. We still did got have the Pitch winner Bo though. Out. Yeah. Well, yep. We get a winner every day, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, we also have on the program today Travis Konechny of your Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, he'll be getting in touch because, uh, well, he just got a brand new contract under his belt, and we want to uh, say congrats. And we're getting ready for hockey. Season, yes. Yeah. In fact, they play uh, the Bruins. 
uh, tonight. They're hosting them in preseason hockey. So Konechny will be on later on this morning. Uh, we are also on the home stretch for the Bitch Box Party. Mm-hmm. Yay! It's very exciting. Night. Yeah. And uh, and and we'll have a clean office after this is over too, because <laughs> yes. we have a mm-hmm. mountain of stuff in the middle of our office ready to be shipped out and headed to Harris yeah. Casino tonight. <laughs> the little bag, well, actually, big bags full of separate little samples and all yeah. this stuff. It's it's a military process there, but it's uh, it's going to be cool. And I'm still like, there's like other stuff. Like I'm still, I have to drive today to to go pick some other stuff up for the party. Like it's there's so much there tonight. It's going to be so much fun. Awesome. All right, so we have four pairs of tickets left. I'll give away one of them right now, and we'll spread them out through the morning. So we'll take caller number 22 at 215-263-WMMR, and you have to be 21 and female in order to join us. You can bring a friend, a female friend as well. And, uh, yeah. And listen, I'm not kidding. You should probably bring some sort of, like, tote bag where you yeah. can put stuff in. Yeah. Um, because you're going to have some stuff to carry out when you leave. Yep. And, and may I recommend, too, whatever your plans are as far as leaving and getting over there tonight, you know, it's rush hour travel during yeah. that time. Try to leave yeah, a little bit earlier. Yeah, it starts at even. 6. Yeah. It starts at 6. So, so you definitely want to try to get there early because we're planning, I believe, on the fashion show starting around 7. Yeah, so, yeah, so we have the fashion show from uh, Renee James Boutique. They're going to get there early. They're going to be all set up. They'll be ready to go whenever we want to do it. But actually, so um, we talk about traffic. They're right. opening their beer garden from 5 to 6 for us. So if you want to head over early and actually get there at 5 o'clock, oh, you cool. can hang out, have a few drinks, and then our room where the Bitch Box event will open at 6. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah get there early. Early. Yeah. Go gamble a little bit. Absolutely. Make a, make a night of a gambling fashion show, free Whip stuff, yeah. a cocktail hour. I mean, this is a party. So uh, let's get people on board right now. And it is from Harris, Philadelphia, a total gaming and entertainment experience all in one place. Uh, so we'll spread those out through the show. And uh, who knows what else we'll give away. We, we, we are sitting on some good stuff. So let's take a quick break. Return in a moment. End the stupid question with some more giveaways in your entertainment stories to begin your Thursday morning. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We'll do the uh, the last of the uh, bitch box party invites through the course of the morning. So if you've been dying to get a hold of those, just stay with us. Hopefully, you will have the opportunity. Uh, but now, going to do a stupid question and give away a pair of tickets to MMR Rocks. Mr. Jim Jeffries is performing October fifth. It's a Saturday at the Keswick Theater, the ten p.m. show. The question that I have for you this morning: the FTSE is a stock market index that follows companies listed on what particular stock exchange? Huh. 215263 WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. The FTSE, as it's known, it's the FTSE 100, actually. is a stock market index that follows companies listed on which stock exchange? 215263 WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. Birthdays today on Thursday, September 19th include Mr. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy is celebrating his 45th birthday today. Great guy. Uh, He does a great job in late night. Colbert is now currently number one with uh, Fallon number two. 
but uh, they appeal to slightly different dem- demographics. No ages, kidding. Ages ago, when we were at Y100, we had Jimmy Fallon. He was on for a phone interview. He had done a Sonic session with us, a, a comedy Sonic session, because he was known as a musical comedian. Exactly, yeah. And so he did this song called The Troll Song. It was funny. We played it on the air. It actually, people loved it. Yeah. And, and so we interviewed him one time. We were talking about that. And I remember he said... He was in the bathroom while we were talking to him. So we played a game called What's in Jimmy's Bathroom? <laughs> and we all took guesses as to what was in his medicine cabinet. You guys probably don't remember I don't remember that. that at all. It was a last second thing where I'm like, well, let's, let's do something, you know? And yeah. he was game. He was he started going through his medicine cabinet and telling us everything that was in it. Super nice yeah. to do that. And then also he gave us a shout out on the show. You he remember did. That? We yeah. pro- He's he- like, ah, you know, promise is a promise or a deal's a deal. You know? <laughs> Super was, nice of him. It was really great. I yeah. did not care for that troll song at all. He actually used that as an audition song to get on SNL. On SNL, yeah, yeah. Uh, 45 today. The, the great actor Jeremy Irons celebrates his 71st birthday today. What is this? <laughs> the most embarrassing oh, yeah, part of uh, Lion King. Yeah. A shining new era is tiptoeing nearer. And where do we feature? Just listen to teacher. I know it's a uh, Great voice. What a voice on that guy. Yeah. A- absolutely. And some, uh, some really... Uh, Fantastic movies, and I think a damn good Alfred as well. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. You're right. He's he's uh, he's good in Justice yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Iron, 71 years old today. Uh, James Lipton, host of TV's Inside the Actors Studio, used to watch that all the time. It was yeah, it was it was very compelling, very in depth interviews. And if you like, happen to li- even if you didn't like the actor actress they were interviewing, you found out something to uh, to be interested about. But uh, yeah, it was. Is there not, anything like not that even anymore? on anymore? Is no, it? no, no. There, it, but is there anything like that anymore? Uh, now they're, they're now. I guess with things like podcasts and other stuff, and maybe they're they're interviews of that level. But uh, no, I don't think there's anything on TV currently like. Part that. of the reason, though, I think that the the actors were uh, were so forthcoming in that interview is they were at a school for actors, right? And they were talking to who they once were, right? You know, for the most part, uh, people who were dying to get into the business, and they they really opened up to him. I mean, if, in one of them, I remember clearly there was a footage of a student Bradley Cooper sitting there. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Sean Penn. Right, right. Uh, That's and, right. And yes, he actually yeah, yeah. asked Sean Penn a question. Uh, wow. Yeah, there's footage of yeah, it. It's pretty wild. That was, was what the new school. Is that what that was? The, the new school? I think so. Remember the, Todd the Freedom Br- School from Billy Jack. Well, no, no. Todd Brad, who used to be an intern of ours back at Y100 Media Oh, that's days. right. He went there. He went there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's 93 today, James Lifton. Uh, Rosemary Harris, the actress who played Aunt May in the Spider-Man films, is 92 today. She was damn good. Yeah. Uh, Joan London, former Good Morning America host, is 69. She does stool softener commercials. Does she seriously? <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, you'll love this one. Randolph Mantooth. Randolph Mantooth? Uh, from Emergency? From Emergency, which was... God, I loved that show when I was a kid. Well, th- by the way, <laughs> before there were a lot of reality shows and things like instructionals, for, for yeah, that show saved so many lives because they would actually show medical procedures. Mm-hmm. You remember, you'd see it in the newspaper all the time, yeah. Child Who Watches Emergency performs a tracheotomy. But they were they were paramedics, and yeah. I'd never seen no. anything like that. We just knew of firemen and police. And then there was these these guys that were kind of in between these paramedics, between, you know, doctors and, and uh, firemen. Right. Paramedics. And it was great. And, of course, the... <laughs> I love that sound. It was Randolph Mantooth and Tyg. What was his name? Kevin. Oh, man. I know exactly Kevin. what you're talking about. Kevin Tyg. Yeah, didn't he play... Uh, a- the Locks d- dad and lost and dude, he owned the Roadhouse. double deuce. He owned the double deuce, yeah. Nick. Oh, that's the same 
same guy? Yeah. yeah. I loved that sound. I did as well. Wait, did as well. Squad, <laughs> squad 51. Squad 51. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they'd say right after that. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and you would hear the, the speaker come on in the firehouse. Squad 51. Squad 51. I love <laughs> I it. Three testicles. Yeah, they're, they're, oh responding, they're responding yes. to a, a medical. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on. You're... <laughs> Fits so well. Uh, all right. Did he do anything else, Ralph uh, Randolph? Uh, not uh, not much. He actually became a pop culture joke, and I think he was in on the joke and had fun with it. But yeah. uh, he was. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember him winning an Oscar. Uh, he's seventy eight today. Uh, Twiggy, the uh, water skiing squirrel. Well, that's exactly. What I thought. Not the water skiing squirrel, unless that squirrel is seventy years old. Uh, no, the former British model. The wayfish, very uh, thin. Um, her thing was that she looked like she was 14. Yeah. And um, big eyes. Big eyes, yeah. yeah the whole deal. Uh, but uh, yeah, she kind of uh, she kind of opened the door for that type. Of, she was of huge. Model. Yep. Yeah. She's funny in Blues Brothers. Uh, yeah, she that's is. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. She ends up uh, waiting in a motel for, yeah. for Elwood. Yeah. Yep. So anyhow, uh, she celebrates her 70th birthday. Nile Rogers, the funk disco R&B producer, member of the band Chic. Legend. Is, uh, yep, 67 years old today and he's produced tons of great artists over tons the years. Tons of rock. Did he produce Journey? He may, I think you may be right on that, yeah, Steve, yeah. yeah. So uh, he turns 67 today. Here's a name for you, Paul Williams. Wow. Um, he and Nile Rodgers both uh, appeared on the last Daft Punk album. Did they really? Yeah. They were there at the, when the Grammys were handed out, Case, do you remember Paul Williams went up? Wow. No, I don't, I yeah, don't remember. Yeah, he did, that. yeah. Okay. Paul Williams wrote some huge, huge hits in the 1970s. We've only just begun for Absolutely. the Carpenters, Evergreen, for uh, Barbra Streisand. Just an old-fashioned love song. Yeah, who, did he do that? Yeah. Uh, and Rainy Days and Mondays for the Carpenters as well. I mean, these were massive hits. And that documentary, you watched it, I watched it as well, about his uh, his life and life after fame and now his resurgence. It was awesome. Yeah, was it called Paul Williams is Still Alive? I think it is, Something yeah. Something like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and uh, he was in the Smoking the Banda movies and uh, Battle for Planet of the Apes. He is 79 today. Uh, Bill Medley from the Righteous Brothers uh, celebrates his 79th birthday today. I think he's not this guy. I think he's the other guy. No. Yeah. But nonetheless, this is still Beautiful song. song. Was this, uh, was it, um... Uh, a dirty dancing that the, this no, was a resurgence in? Ghost. Oh, ghost. That Remember was it. Remember the pottery and yeah. the pottery barn? Yeah. Dirty sex. That was it. Uh, behind her and then the pottery breaks. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh. and then they hump. And then yeah. they hump. But she was like, can you wash your hands first? <laughs> so I love the, uh, the naked gun riff on it. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. What did they do? So it's Leslie Nielsen's behind uh, Pr- Presley. Priscilla. Yeah. Priscilla Presley. And... Um, she takes his shirt off, and they clearly cut to some <laughs> jacked, super jacked. <laughs> and then she reaches down his pants and pulls out some more clay. Oh, my God. Uh, Bill Medley, 79 today. Lita. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lita Ford. Uh. Is uh, 61 years old today. Lita Ford is my go-to. I used to call Matt Cord and say, uh, hey, can you play Lita Ford? And he'd be like, what? what? Which song? I'm like, any, any Lita Ford. He'd be like, who is this? Why did you choose that? I have no idea. That's I don't great. know. I love it. I love it. 
Uh, she's funny. We've we've had her on before. She's uh, she's pretty cool, man. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. She owned that island in the British Virgin Islands. You remember That's that? Right. Yeah. No, yeah. No longer though. No, but, yeah. but but they would actually. So the way like you would have problems with your neighbors who live closer. Remember she was talking about a neighbor on a on another island. Yeah. yeah. That was. Too raucous yeah. and disturbing her island. <laughs> and then yeah, I think yeah. the island that she owned got really destroyed by one of the hurricanes did, like yeah, four yeah. or five years ago. Yeah. Uh, so Lita is uh, 61 years old today. I actually like this song. I think, she's, I think she sings really well in this she, song. Her and Ozzy sing great in this song. And actually, my eighth grade girlfriend, who actually, Carolyn, she listens uh, from Indianapolis these days. Her birthday was three days ago. This was our song. Your oh. song. I remember this. You would slow dance to it? Yeah. At the yeah. Dance. I'm going to make you feel so good. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, Lita, <laughs> the things you say. 61 today. So, would she sing Lita's part and you sing Ozzy's part? I don't know. Uh, it was just our song. <laughs> I, like, I love you, babe. Uh uh, you're that young. You're just trying to do things that you think older people of do. Of course. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, exactly You don't right. know. You yeah. don't know. And then the last birthday I saw a local gal, Sherry O'Terry. Yeah. Saturday Night Live and a bunch of movies, too. And she's uh, 57 today. Uh, uh, President's also my son Ben's birthday today. Oh! For the first time, I am the parent of a teenager. He's 13 today? Oh 13, gosh. yeah. Wow. He's 13. So happy birthday, Ben. I love you. Wow, You're man. also the parent of a son who can walk. Unlike yeah. his <laughs> Unlike dad. Unlike his father. <laughs> unlike his father. <laughs> yeah. That's Does he true. use a shower stool, too? Yeah. <laughs> a scooter. Full nine. Did you get your shower stool? Uh, Preston let me borrow I lent his. him. I lent him ours. <laughs> a scooter, so thank uh-huh. you for that, because I was uh, zipping around the first floor. <laughs> yep. Uh, but it's this isn't about... It's not a scooter. It's a walker. It's a walker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not about me. Uh, even about worse. Uh, so Ben's birthday today, 13 years old. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good luck to you, man, with Thank a you. teenager in the house. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, England's FTSE is a stock market uh, index that follows companies listed on what stock exchange? 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Ralph for the answer. Hey, Ralph, how you doing? Hey, Presbo, they call me E.T. to extra testicle. <laughs> oh, my God. You have three That's of good. Me. That is a good Gary Lauer. <laughs> nice, Ralph. I like it. So what uh, what stock exchange are we talking about? Is it the London? Yeah, it is the London. <laughs> Pretty easy one, yeah. <laughs> Ralphie boy. Hang on a second. We're going to get your information. We're going to give you a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Jim Jeffries Saturday, October 5th at 10 p.m. at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. Tickets remain for the early and late show at AXS.com. Where do we begin? Uh, this is uh, wild news. The uh, the massage therapist that accused uh, Kevin yeah. Spacey of sexual abuse, he passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, the man who accused him of forced sexual contact died from unknown causes, according to a notice filed in U.S. District Court by Spacey's attorneys. How old was he? Um, good question. I don't he wasn't know. that I don't, old. I don't oh. know, Kath. And we, we never use hear and see stuff like this. The, no matter, it, it always kicks into wow. I, I wonder if he was taken out. You oh, know, I was he, thinking maybe he took his own life. But oh, you think so? That's possible. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in September 2018, the alleged victim charged the actor with sexual assault, battery, and false imprisonment. Uh, he claimed that Spacey grabbed his hand during a massage two years prior and made him uh, touch his genitals. 
Uh, the attorney for the alleged victim has based, uh, blasted the actor and his legal team for filing a notice of death, even though the victim's lawyer told them not to. Huh. So, yeah, I don't know, Steve. It's weird. Yeah. It, it, quite simply, the guy just could have died. And that yeah. was it. But, you know, you can't help it when you're someone's involved in a high-profile case like this. You're always going to get that. Some, that something odd hit Right, right, there. right. I don't know. Nick, does it say there how old he was in, in the story that you're reading? No, and in this one, they don't even give his, uh, his name because of the... Um, uh, pending legal okay. right. action. Uh, on the other side, Alec Baldwin and wife Hilaria are welcoming a fifth child. Uh, there you go. Yeah, the uh, Mom Brain co-host announced the news on Instagram alongside a video of the baby's heartbeat monitor. She said, it is still very early, but we have learned that there is a little person inside of me. Uh, the sound of this strong heart makes me so happy, especially because of the loss we experienced in the spring. She had a miscarriage. Yes, last last go so, around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she said, "We want to share this news as we are excited and uh, don't want to hide the pregnancy. These first few months are tough with exhaustion and nausea, and I don't want to have to pretend that I feel okay." Uh, she requested the paparazzi leave her alone because she wants to quote remain peaceful. Uh, so I I don't know how far along she is. Uh, but maybe they maybe enough because they had a miscarriage before and they know how that can be and you're cautious about sure, announcing sure. your pregnancy. Yeah, probably extra cautious with that until you're further along. But that I'm uh, just thinking in uh, you know the uh, with, with the, uh, the the roast that just occurred and everything and, and they were talking about her and Hilaria and what kind of shape she's in as a yoga teacher and I think I mentioned this before. Someone asked. Can being yelled at burn calories? <laughs> <laughs> they will have five kids under five. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that insane. One she... 16 months, three uh, and four. Oh, I'm sorry. And then the, the oldest is six. We had three under five. That's a lot. That is a that's lot. That's a lot. And now especially, uh, Alec ain't no spring chicken. No, man. You know no. what I mean? And they, they, they talked about uh, that a lot during yeah. the uh, roast as well. Yeah. But his yeah. nanny probably has it. She's yeah. Yeah. Listen, probably she's young, it's not like they yeah. don't have a support staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Antonio Banderas says that his ex-wife, Melanie Griffith, is one of his best friends. Whoa! I know. In Two an, lips are so huge. In an interview with Vulture, uh, he said, I am not married with Melanie anymore, but she is my family. She's my family. She's my family. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's probably one of my best friends. You look like your Wobby's truck tires. Uh, if not the best friend that I have. My family is there, Dakota, little Estella, and Alexander. Aww. Uh The two were married from 1996 to 2015. They have a daughter uh, named Stella. What the hell has happened to your lips? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's cool. They're, they managed to be... Friends. I don't, I don't remember there being any sort of acrimony when they split. Yeah. You know, even she knew her lips were too big. Yeah. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry will reportedly attend the wedding of her best friend, Misha Nonu. Misha Nonu. Yeah. You know, we found out about Nonu. No. Nonu is goo goo. That's right. <laughs> Nonu is good new. Uh, and also, she is marrying uh, energy entrepreneur Mikey Hess in Italy on Friday. Uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex will attend the nuptials in Rome uh, just three days before embarking on their South Africa tour. They're doing a lot of traveling. Yeah, they are. They're uh, virtually never home at Frogmore. A source told Page Six there is no way that Megan wouldn't be at Misha's wedding. No way at all. Mm-mm, no family. Yep. No way, no how. Um, in an interview with E.T., Megan Fox opened up about suffering a psychological breakdown back in 2009. 
Did, did you have a mental collapse? Yeah, so she told E.T. all of this. Uh, the actress, that's entertainment tonight, by the way, for those who don't know. <laughs> did, did, did you have a mental breakdown? The actress revealed that around the time Jennifer's body was released. When we landed on Earth, there was a psychologist aboard our ship. He could have helped you, but I can't because... You want to know why? Why? I'm a botanist. <laughs> uh, she found herself consistently being sexualized in films and media. This is around the time of uh, Jennifer's body. It's because you're super hot. What was Jennifer's body about? She uh, passes away and becomes a uh, sort of a flesh-eating um, zombie. So she, But she rejuvenates oh. by... Uh, so it was written by a Di- uh, Diablo Cody. And Megan it's, played the lead in it? She played the lead. Okay. She's Jennifer. All right, I never saw it. Did you guys see it? I did. Is it good? It's uh, It actually has some sharp... It reminds me of uh, sort of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. It's not horrendous. And okay. actually, Megan Fox is pretty good in it. Uh, she explained, it wasn't just that movie. It was every day of my life, all the time, with every project I worked on and every producer I worked with. It preceded a breaking point for me. It wears you down, right? Yeah. She said, I think I had a genuine psychological breakdown where I wanted uh, just nothing to do. I wanted, I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to have to take a photo, do a magazine, walk a carpet. Uh, I didn't want to see, be seen in public at all because of the fear and the belief and the absolute certainty that I was going to be mocked or spat at or someone was going to yell at me or people would stone me or savage me for just being out. I went through a very dark Bitch, moment after that. You crazy. Why? I, I don't know why on earth you would have. Maybe it's different in Los Angeles. It's quite possible. Uh, it, wherever you go, maybe that's the case and maybe this is a legitimate fear. Uh, but uh, it seems a little overwrought to me. Yeah. But that's her pain. I got it. I, I guess so. But, I mean, when you're, you know, and, and at that time, she hadn't tweaked with herself, and she was just flawless. Stunning. Just so, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, yeah, she really ruined. You know, you know, the funny thing is, Preston, my wife watches all of these ancient alien shows, and she's on like a third of them. Really? Like, as an expert, she knows her stuff. Megan she's, Fox? Megan Fox is totally... Totally into this. I know she's really into astrology and stuff like that. And this. So, she okay. knows about the, the different locations and the different atmospheric oh. conditions and the different, you know, uh, cases in UFO history. It's yeah. crazy. My okay. my little brother is following in these, uh, these weird little footsteps of, uh, I don't know. Of me. <laughs> I don't know if it's ancient aliens, but, you know, the unexplained. Real Housewives of Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Not. That. You watch that? I do. Uh, if we'd watched that more, we probably would have vaporized your plan. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I like about it, though, is I don't have to like sit there and sift through hours and hours of footage and, and TV shows. He, my brother can just watch it. He'll break and, it down and, for and you. And he breaks it, it down for me. Yeah. He gives it to me yeah. in about five minutes. I'm like, That's no good. way. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Megan revealed that having her first child, Noah, turned things around for her. She explained, I think it uh, it took getting pregnant. That was the first real breakthrough where my consciousness shifted and my mind opened up. And I was able to see from a bird's eye view and breath and take... Oh, it's supposed to say breathe. It's now you're talking my language. It's written breath. Uh, and take it in. And then another kid, and then another kid, and with every kid, I feel like that's always been the doorway into a better version of myself. Uh, You're she, married to Brian Austin Green, right? Yes, and they have three <laughs> kids together. That is correct. She have is. you ever ridden in the basket on, a, on front of a bicycle? Uh, 
Not, are you talking to me or Megan? Talking to Megan. Oh, okay. I can't speak for her. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, <laughs> Why would you ask that? Maybe she has. Because I have. Yeah. I'm a botanist. <laughs> Whee! She also revealed that she wanted to speak out on her own Me Too experiences growing up in Hollywood, but she was afraid. She said, I felt like, I feel like I was uh, sort of out and in front of the Me Too movement before the Me Too movement happened. I was speaking out and saying, hey, these things happen to me uh, and they're not okay. And everybody was like, oh, well, F you. Uh, we don't care. That seems you, a bad response. You deserve it. Yeah. Uh, because everybody talked about how you looked or how you dressed or the jokes you made. So she's opening up a little bit. She's had some struggles. For some reason, I like her. Uh, this is a great story. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But Tom Hiddleston got the big ovation. Uh, an audience member at Betrayal on Broadway, which uh, the night manager actor is starring in, was moved to tears, moans, and spasms of ecstasy Wednesday what? night. At the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater. Had an what? orgasm? What? Yep. <laughs> a, commenter, <laughs> a commenter on the All That Chat message board revealed that a person in their row at the performance, a well-dressed young pretty woman in her 30s, uh, felt the play deeply. Wow. Uh, they wrote, my companion could feel a rhythmic banging against his armrest punctuated by occasional low moans and giggles. It got, it got, yeah, it got faster and faster until there was one slightly louder ha, and uh, she resumed. Maybe it was like a. It might have been that. Yeah, yeah. And she resumed her normal seat position, put her head back, and closed her eyes. Uh, close to the sexy uh, infidelity drama's climax, when Hiddleston walked downstage and passionately kissed star co-star uh, Zawe Ashton. The panting woman kicked off round two again, adjusting in her seat, furiously pounding her armrest and letting out a ha and dozing off. Uh, she, I'll tell you what, Kathy, I know you'll agree with this. That's the reaction I had when I watched the uh, 90210 reboot. <laughs> uh, she enthusiastically applauded at the end and quickly exited, perhaps to light a cigarette. Pounding the chair and yeah. just going for broke Preston. Was she maybe wearing, like, vibrating panties or something like that? I, just, I don't or, know. Do they sell those in, on Broadway? No. Well, they sell them. Yeah. You know, and, and people wear them. And, and women do that stuff um, discreetly, discreetly all yeah. the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, it happens. I it don't happens. doubt it. All right. So, uh, but uh-huh. interesting story. Vibrating panties. <laughs> I don't know anybody that's If done anyone that. here today at the conference has vibrating panties, turn them on now. How many people tonight do you think at the Bitch Box will have vibrating panties on? I know I will. Yeah. No one. No one? <laughs> We've had people calling before that have, you know, done that while driving and stuff like that with oh, their I'm little sh- friend. Listen, I'm sure it happens, but when Casey says that all the time. women do that all the time, no, they don't. I don't say all women do that all the time. Some I just, women do it all the time. Some women do it all the time. And all some the women, women do it none of the time. Are, <laughs> yeah. like, um, it just, you know, people in general. Not people's as people's. People's as people's. No, some pe- women and some men are just incorrigible, Kathy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In- okay. Insatiable. Insatiable. Okay. Insatiable. Insatiable. Horny. You to pleasure yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I have another. I story. think we got to the bottom of that. Yeah, we we well, I mean, you're. you're sort we of, all agree, right? You're misrepresenting my words. I'm not saying all women or a lot. I'm just saying women, and you that said, woman right okay. there. 
might have had a vibrator in her underpants. Her <laughs> <laughs> underpants. On a slight uh, tangent to this, Preston, uh, he has revealed what's involved in this new Loki series that he's on. Have you read about that? Uh-uh. Okay, so there's some major Loki plot points. Uh, Loki or Loki? Loki. Yeah, okay. yeah, Loki. Right. Yeah. And uh, um, the series is going to be like a, a direct continuation of the Marvel movies. That's so. awesome. Excellent. Uh, we'll have a lot of other things to get to and not a whole lot of time, so let me let me do this because uh, Princess Bride star Carrie Elways has slammed rumors of a remake of the classic film. Uh, Sony Entertainment CEO Tony uh, Vincera recently told Variety that very famous people want to redo the film. Uh, Elways, of course, starred as Wesley. Uh, Wesley responded by paraphrasing one of his lines in the movie. He wrote, there is a shortage of perfect movies in this world. Mm-hmm. It would be a pity to damage this one. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis also responded to the rumor, saying, "Oh, really? Well, I married the six-fingered man. Obviously, why? Uh, why we've stayed together for thirty-five years, and there is only one: the Princess Bride, and it is William Goldman and Rob Reiner's." Uh, and she wrote, uh, "Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something." Mm, so, all good. So good some, response. Yeah. So some people don't care for the idea. Do you guys? No. No, I don't. It's, it's perfect. And a lot of times they float these things out to see exactly what the reaction is. So they'll oh. float the rumor to see how people respond to it to sort of gives them an indication of whether or not they should go ahead with it. I say don't go ahead with it. Uh, let me see here. And speaking of reboots, uh, Mark Paul Gossler has revealed that no one has reached out to him regarding the upcoming Save no by, uh, Saved by the Bell reboot. No one's talked to me. Uh, that will air on NBC <laughs> Universal's new oh, Peacock my. streaming service. I am Mark Paul Gossler. <laughs> no one has spoken to me at all about the Saved by the Bell reboot. Uh, Gossler told T- TMZ that as far as he knows, several <laughs> of his other former co-stars <laughs> Haven't been contacted yet either. He wishes those who were involved, including Mario Lopez, Elizabeth Berkeley, and Tracy Wigfield, nothing but the best and said that if producers want him back, he would join in on the reboot. Well, Mark Paul Gossler has his own series now, uh, which is an extension of the Blackish universe. Oh, really? I think it's called Mixedish or something like that. Yeah, he plays kind of like a hippie dad. Yes. Um, and he the, he is the dad of the mother in Blackish as a little girl. Almost what they did with uh, young Sheldon. Okay. That's what they're doing with her. Okay, nice. Uh, keep that music handy, Casey. With Rambo Last Blood poised to wage war on the box office this Friday, it will soon be time. I'm coming after you. Uh, for Sylvester Stallone to set his sights on a few other nostalgia-driven projects. Slies and talks to bring at least two of his beloved 80s properties back for another round of violence, one-liners, and matchstick-sucking goodness. Oh, you kidding me. He has been talking to Machete and Planet Terror director Robert Rodriguez about rebooting... Cobra! Awesome. Wait, not rebooting. How about just a continuation? Or how about just doing it right? Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> no, that listen. Movie I just terrifying. I just watched it recently. Yes. Who uh, loves uh, its horribleness more? You, yeah. maybe, yeah. but yeah. I didn't. I don't look it's at it so, as horrible. It's horrific. It's terrible. But I love but it. But I understand, it's Casey. It's horribly, horribly Wonderful. Because how old were you when it came out, you think? Uh, 12, maybe? Was it yeah. 1987 that that came out? Yeah, so that's, you know, yeah. Um, It was terrifying. There was an underground... Scared with about the guys with the big hammers. <laughs> Serial killers, giant hammers and axes. And, and the they, guy with the big chin. They infiltrated the police department. And like the guy who wore the stockings over his face. Yes. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I don't remember the big hammers. What was that? 
ching, ching. They would, they would <laughs> clank, they clanked them over their heads in their ritual. Yeah. It was God. like a cult. It has been so long since I've cared about that movie uh, that I don't remember who the... I remember what the guy looked like. Yeah. He had the knife with the the the, um, the, the spikes on it, right? Yeah, yep. He yeah. had that. that and uh, so there was this big cult. They were in a warehouse with the, like, open fire pits, and they were clanking the things over their heads, and it was part of this ritual. And then they had infiltrated the police. In fact, one of Cobra's own uh, sidekicks, um, you know, backup cops, was a member of the group. Oh, it got deep there. They can get to everybody, man. Like, that was the scary part. Yeah. Like, you didn't know. Uh, you, you didn't know who to trust. That's why you needed a loose cannon like okay. Cobra. Nick pulled up some quotes. This is good dialogue. Yeah, you want me to read yeah, these? Yeah, please. Yeah. All right, this is the Night Slasher talking to Marion Cabretti, who is Cobra. Right. Uh, he says, the court is civilized, isn't it, pig? And then Stallone says, but I'm not. This is where the law starts and stops and I start, sucker. Oh, he says that. What is that again? Line, please. Oh. <laughs> but uh, you want me to read the Night yeah, Slicer's no, line? Right after you. Oh, oh you, I'll, I'll say no, Cobra's line. But I'm not. But I'm not. This is where the law stops. This is where the law stops. And I start, sucker. And I start, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not. Stallone is bad with suckers, especially line. with his, his uh, speech impediment. Line, please. Sucker. <laughs> Suffering succotash. <laughs> Here's another one. You want to go to hell, huh, pig? You want to go to hell with me? I'm it, sorry, were you talking to me? <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? We are the hunters. We kill the weak so the strong survive. You can't stop the new world. Your filthy society will never get rid of people like us. I'm. It's breeding them. We are the future. And then... Wait uh, a second. Were you talking to me all this time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Cobra says, no, you're history. You're not future. You're history. You're not future. You're... What's the other part? <laughs> you're sociology. Really? You're, you're no. study hard. I don't know. No. I, you caught me off guard. If he could... uh, my toothpick fell out of my mouth. <laughs> it's a match, not a toothpick. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> I, no wonder why I won't name my cigarette. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, that he, he goes, no, no, your history, and they damn, man, that was a good line. Yeah. I walked right into that line. Yeah. You set me up, bro. <laughs> By the way, Bridget Nielsen looked great in that movie. She did. I love yeah. that the whole thing, I think, as I recall in the movie, I was, and I just watched it recently. I watched Tango and Cash as well. She just happens to be driving by and sees the crime, you know, a crime happening on the street. They would just pull up and just start killing people. That's yeah. what this cult would do. Yeah. And then uh, she happened to see it, so they, they're they after her. Yeah. And, uh, you know. They infiltrated the hospital. Terrifying. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Incredible. Uh, so, according to Stallone, who wrote the screenplay for, for Cobra, says that it looks like that could happen. And then he added that Cobra could be done as a series suggesting that Rodriguez would want to adapt Cobra for the small screen. He said it's basically his baby now. They uh, could call it Cobra Matters and make it a sitcom. He <laughs> said, well, no... Did I do that? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Did I... <laughs> Cobra Matters. Cobra. Cobra. There's five dead bodies in the living room. Oops. Did I do that? Cobra. <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, by the way, the uh, Nick just pulled up this video on uh, on Instagram, and the the quote unquote feud between between Sly and Arnold. Continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, because I guess Sly sent him a um, a Rambo knife autographed by Sly, and he's showing it. Arnold is yeah, showing yeah. a video of charity. it, and from behind it, he pulls out <laughs> his knife from I don't know what movie. Commando. Yeah, which is like three times the size <laughs> of the Rambo knife. If, if you ever, I love that. Oh my god! And there's and Stallone is actually hilarious when he talks about because they're they're the best of friends now. Yeah, so yeah. they, uh, uh, but they they still play with that that whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I need to I need to hear what he's saying in this video, so we'll have to watch it later. Anyhow, uh, let's see. And it is thought that Rodriguez would take Cobra the Cobra property under his wing via his El Rey ne- Network studio. He'd be perfect to do that, actually. There for no word for now. There's no word of uh, Stallone would reprise his role as Marion Cabretti uh, for the project. Uh, now, then, the conversation in this interview eventually turned towards. Tango and Cash. I, well, listen, I've been doing show prep without even knowing it. Yeah. Which came out in 1989. <laughs> At the mention of Tango and Cash, Sly said, I would do Tango and Cash in a second. He said, I know with Kurt, meaning Kurt Russell. That would be great. He said, it's not about a caper. It's just us doing our thing. While there are no official plans for a Tango and Cash sequel, Stallone says that he's pitched the idea to Kurt Russell but that the star is very much on the fence about signing up. Oh, come on. Uh, Stallone said through a smile, recalling what Russell, he goes, I don't know, Sly. Uh, there were uh, there we were in our prime, and now we're in our unprime. I don't know. What they should do is do it, and do it sort of the way Starsky and Hutch was done. That could be fun. Do it, do it just to notch off what it was, self-knowing, and have fun with it. Yeah. I'm wondering if, he'll be, if Sly will be in... Uh, Guardians Three. It's not listed on his uh, acting credits for on uh, IMDb. He and, was great, and they were really setting him up to be something in the next one. He, he had his whole collection. Nick, I, I I don't know his actual group has. I think in the comic book lore has their own. Right, it's a separate storyline. Separate right? storyline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he did address that in this interview oh. and basically what said <laughs> he said he'd do it in a heartbeat. Okay, he, he said he loves James Gunn and and that he would do it if asked to do I'd it. Do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah, uh, Tango and Cash is just an idea, but Cobra looks like it, it could happen, uh, making it into... Any a, mention of Rhinestone 2? A series. <laughs> no, there's no follow-up to Rhinestone as far as I've seen. So, All right, uh, we we got to get to the clip. Let's do this. Yep. So rock legends sit down to tell their story, the, the story of their lives through songs they love on uh, Access TV Mixtape. Uh, and here we have REO Speedwagon frontman Kevin Cronin on the first time that he played a song for guitarist Gary Richrath. Here we go. Gary Richrath showed up in my apartment. He's like, well, play me a song that you've written. Played this song for him. It's really my first actual song, and it was inspired by Elton John's Tiny Dancer, where he said, you'll marry a music man. You crazy man. By the way, I not that long ago, I was just kind of digging around, taking uh, the, the path down in YouTube and looking at some older uh, bands and uh, Gary Richrath. I always liked his guitar playing. Oh, he's really good. Uh, well, he's dead now, but he. When uh, did he die? He died a few years ago. He had a real bad booze problem. Oh he, man, he pretty much drank himself to death. But he, I, I, I saw video of him in later years jumping up with some band on stage, and he was gigantic. Oh no, really? I mean, he got not just a little overweight. He got huge. Oh man. 
Uh, and that that I'm sure was was part of the the drinking, you know, had had brought all that on. It he was, was kind of like a uh, the, like a little bit of a heartthrob in the van. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's sad that um, you know he got that deep in alcoholism and it ended up taking his life because he was he was a great guitar player and a great songwriter along with Kevin Cronin. Uh, a brand new episode of Mixtape airs tonight on uh, Access TV at 8:30 p.m. I need to watch that show. That could be. Cool. Oh yeah, we're looking, Preston. Pictures up in the studio yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Huge. Oh my God. Huge. Jeez. All right, let's get to the it next. It looks like Bruce Valange. The next clip. Yeah, you're yeah. right, actually. Uh, it, the scandal and schemes are back for the highly anticipated Downton Abbey film. Hey! And Return to Downton Abbey is taking an inside look at what made it happen. In this clip, Sophie McShera talks about the secrets and uncertainty behind the movie. Here we go. There was this weird period of time where everyone thought that we were being coy and lying about the film, but we <laughs> genuinely didn't know that the film was happening, so we'd get asked about it all the time and go, you know as much as I do, and they'd be like, yeah, but you've clearly got the script and you're starting soon. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> <laughs> they were a delight yesterday. They were great. Yeah, yeah. The members of the, the cast that we had, and they have different teams out promoting the movie. Yeah. Because you have a cast that big, you can do that. We got some good ones yesterday. We did, yeah. Uh, they were really nice. Hey, uh, Craig Legans dropped some Cobra knowledge on me. You guys want to hear Please, this? Yeah. Hang on a second. Uh, I thought you oh, were going to expand on My Downton bad. Abbey. Oh. Uh, the one-hour special Return to Downton Abbey airs tonight, 8 p.m. on NBC. Now drop the knowledge. All right. If he would, says please. this is true, but Stallone was originally supposed to star in Beverly Hills Cop, but he rewrote the script... The producers didn't like it, so he was out, and that rewrite turned out to be Cobra. Cobra. Hmm. No kidding. I believe Craig Legans. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that, too. Why would he lie? Who would he be protecting? (laughs) All right. uh, With that comes the end of our entertainment report for the morning. Don't forget, less than an hour, we have uh, Money Shark. We have a chance uh, to uh, win $1,000. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, so make sure that you're close with us. We'll give you the the official uh, code word that you're going to need and how to enter it. And uh, and then by, you know, 830, you'll know if you won $1,000 or not. And for some reason you don't, then we have three more times throughout the day for you to enter here on MMR. So don't miss that opportunity. But in the meantime, speaking of opportunities, let's give away some party passes for tonight. The Zeta Eta Pi sorority party tonight. Kathy's Bitch Box Part 3 is taking place at Harrah's in Philadelphia. Ladies only, we'll take caller number 25 and give you a pair of tickets so you can bring a friend along with you as well. So 215-263-WMMR is the number. And as well, I'm looking at the the age range of ladies joining us tonight. It is all All up and down. (laughs) It's 21 to 65. Wow. Ladies want to get their hands On this bitch box, and uh, we have that and uh, and more. And as Kathy said, bring a tote bag with you tonight. You should bring a tote You're bag. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. You're going to have a lot of things to carry out. Don't forget, you can shop. All of these vendors are going to be there tonight. So if you want anything additional, wait until you see the stuff. You're, you're going to want to purchase something and leave with it. We have the fashion show. Uh, and, yeah, there's just going to be so much going on. And don't forget, you can show up early um, between 5 and 6. The beer garden is going to be open. You can grab a drink there and then come into the ballroom with us at 6 o'clock. I would do that. I would make plans to get over there early because you know traffic's going to be a bitch yeah. yep. in general in that area. So just go earlier, enjoy kind of a happy hour pre-party, and then you're set. You're already there and good to go. Absolutely. So uh, we'll do it, and then we'll have a couple more passes to give away before the morning show is over today. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Here we go. Here comes the MM Army. What's going on? 
Join Brent Porsche Thursday from 7 to 9 at Kelly's Logan House, 1701 Delaware Avenue in Wilmington for the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Enter to win Eagles tickets and signed Eagles merch courtesy of Bud Light Platinum and WNMR Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle t-shirts. Saturday from noon till 2, Nick McElwain from MMR's Preston and Steve Show rocks the grand opening of the new Dick Sporting Goods at the Plymouth Meeting Mall with great giveaways, special appearances, incredible savings, and much more. Hang with Jackie Bam Bam Saturday from 4 to 6 at Parks Racing in Ben Salem. Enjoy family fun in the Picnic Grove featuring pony rides, face painters, boot and bounce, live music, a variety of barbecue and food and beverage specials. 93.3 WMMR, everything and everywhere that rocks. We are going to have uh, Travis Konechny of your Philadelphia Flyers on later on this morning. He has signed a new six-year deal, $33 million bucks. Pretty amazing. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll say hello to him as the preseason un- is underway. And speaking of money, Money Shark is coming up roughly in 35 minutes or so. We'll have $1,000. Uh, your first chance to win today, five times all told by the time the day is done. Uh, Steve, you're a bit of a wordsmith. You definitely have uh, a pretty, uh, uh, you know, expanded vocabulary. I I try. And uh, the vocabulary of everyone keeps expanding. There are 533 new words and new meanings added to the dictionary uh, most recently. Not not to mention, I'm sorry to interrupt, more than uh, 4,000 other revisions to definitions, etymologies, pronunciations, and dates of first known use. So, which dictionary are we talking about? Because there are there are they all make their editions. In um, this particular uh, article that I read, yes. they, they didn't indicate which. I think they might be covering a few different. Okay, Oxford and Webster's and yeah, and all that. okay, yes, because there's 533 and the million. Urban Dictionary. I'm sure. <laughs> New words and 4,000 other revisions. Listen, I saw something about Urban Dictionary the yeah, other day yeah, yeah. about how the creator of that is uh, not so happy with how it is now. Because, really? Yeah, it's not It has. It's not what it was intended to be. Uh, and, and it has become so, it's become filled with a lot of... of um, profanity? Not, not profanity, a lot of hate. Yeah. Oh. A lot of evil, you know, uh, racism and hatred and stuff okay. like that. Okay. Well, that right. sucks. I don't know how it works. Is it, is it like a Wikipedia thing where I you I believe can... so. Okay. Where you are free to contribute to it as you like, and that's why it's ended up with a lot of BS. Yeah. All right, right. right. Well, I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I saw something in Urban Dictionary. Uh, Brian from Chorus Photographer, uh, Photography sent it to me the other day uh, where Go Birds is now in the um, really? Urban Dictionary. Yeah. As what? What is the... As just one word? The uh, birds? No, no. It's as a, as a phrase, but okay. go birds is more than just like, hey, let's go our uh, football team. Well, that's what team. I mean. What is the definition? It's basically like, have a great day. Thanks. Uh, you know, no. you know. See, good, that's good where... See. That's it, it doesn't mean that even... No, not even here. remotely. No. I, I disagree. I think go birds definitely means like, have a great day. Um, I think it's... I think to me, it always means that you're you're... You know, cheering the the, the Eagles on. on to a victory. Yeah, yeah but um, we use it uh, like somebody holds the door for me and they're wearing an Eagles hat. That's it. They and, have to be wearing the yeah. clothing though, yeah. and then you can use it as a good day. Yeah, if there was That's, like a like a like an eighty year old woman who would open the door or held the go door, birds. go it, birds. Well, if she was wearing an Eagles hat. Why, I would why probably, you say that? I would say go birds. <clears throat> And that that would that's basically you know it's it's a double meaning. It's like yes, we root for the same football team, but it's also kind of like me saying, 
Thank this you. is the same source that brought us Donkey Punch. Yeah, so, true. <laughs> but just gotta gotta take that with a grain of thought, Marissa. Yeah. Case, I am gonna agree with you on this one. When we were in London, especially uh, last fall when the Eagles were playing, and you just walk by and anybody was wearing Eagles gear or something Philadelphia or even just something green, it was like a Jeep wave. You just walk by and go, "Go, Bucks!" That's, exactly. That's, that's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. Well, that's like, because they were playing a game in yeah, that but, town. Right, but if they're not playing a game in that town, like I've I've been away on vacation and, and well, yeah. you happen to see... Just to acknowledge that, sure. Right, but they yeah. have to be... Where, you're not going to just say go birds. They have, right. you have to see the Eagles gear. I'd be like somebody saying, Niners! Yeah, yeah. What? If you're wearing 49 or, or like you have a particularly good meal and you want to let the chef know and you say go birds. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I know you want to get to the list that you have, President. I do. Yes, I do. But uh, we are talking about Urban Dictionary, and I wanted to ask a, a show-related question because somebody texted me this the other day, Casey, that Shovel Buddy was originated by us. I don't think that that's true. I don't I think, think so. I think we talked about it, but mm-hmm. on the Shovel Buddy uh, definition on an Urban Dictionary, it credits you, Steve, for inventing it. I no, think we I just, think somebody We originated call, it. We, we were did. talking yeah. about it, and somebody called in and was telling a story, and, and Steve said, oh. it's a Shovel Buddy. I yeah, thought it was somebody just, should take your stuff and... and I uh, don't remember, okay. and maybe I did, I but I, did. I, 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 I don't think I'm that smart. I thought we popularized it and talked about it a bunch, obviously, but I don't think that we came up with it, but, but I don't know either. I remember us making it up. Okay. So, I don't know. All right. Don't Whatever. take that away from us, Nick. Yeah, All right. And we invented uh, Moist Talents, Preston. Ah, yes. Yeah. I like those haven't seen a penny from <laughs> that, that either. <laughs> All right. So, anyhow, there's a bunch of new legitimate okay. words in the, the dictionaries and uh, n- new words. This is words from Extreme, by the way. Uh, from politics and law include deep state. Deep state. That has been added. An alleged secret governmental network operating uh, extra legally. And it may feel as though the term has been around since the time when uh, men wore fedoras in Washington, but current evidence dates it only to the dawn of the current century. You know, well, okay, because I remember back around the time of Watergate, uh, deep, deep state was used quite often. But now they're officially... Now it's got its own parking spot. Put it in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, red flag law, also from the world of politics and law, has been added into the uh, the uh, dictionary. A law allowing courts to prevent people who show signs of being a danger to themselves or others having uh, from having access to firearms. So they're calling that a red flag law. Uh, new abbreviations. And now, see, I don't even know how to pronounce this word. Portmanteaus. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, they're okay. breath No, no, no. <laughs> they're combining two words. Okay, all right. So t- uh, combining two words to make a new word. Uh, let's see. Uh, breath means you can move. Here we go. Like vacay. Okay. Or shortening a vacation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's new abbreviations and portmanteaus. Oh. So uh, sesh. Uh, yeah. If you can't make it all the way through to session, right? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's a session. Yeah. I yeah. think sesh is, you're just right there. You might as well commit to the full. We're getting oh, together for a sesh. Yeah. Uh, inspo. What is that? Inspiration. A shortening of inspiration. I don't like it. I, I don't like it. Here's a portmanteau. Fabulosity. A uh, fabulous quality, state, or nature. I've never heard that ever. Dumb. Yeah, and I hate it. <laughs> Go birds. We're not responding well to, to these uh, these abbreviations. All right, you guys know this one, Fatberg. Fatburger? No, Fatberg. Fat- I've mentioned these in the Bizarre File before. Oh, oh yes, the, the big sludge pile that uh, yeah. in, in a, they find in, in a sewer system. system. Yeah, oh. a large mass of fat and solid waste that collects in a sewer system. Yeah, like an iceberg. Uh, so it's a yeah it's, yeah, it's a portmanteau of fat and iceberg. And a portmanteau is a breath mint. Uh, that is correct. Okay. And then a solopreneur. 
A soul. What is that? An entrepreneur that does it by themselves. There you go. Okay, a <laughs> solopreneur. I've never heard that word before. No, I never. would just call him an entrepreneur. Yeah, he yeah. If he did it by yourself, or if you had. Uh, I've never thought that, of there. that as a qualifier. Exactly, yeah. Casey. The shortening words. I'm okay with vacay. I'm okay with sesh. Yeah, it just depends on who says it and how they say it. I you know because it, if it's sort of said tongue in cheek, I like it. It's kind of like your um uh uh totes uh, totes <laughs> totes <laughs> Yeah, that's a new one. Yeah, um, but you said it, and it's funny. And but if somebody like says it, and they're like totally serious, if it's about, mildly yeah. tongue in cheek, you mm-hmm. can take it. But yes. if someone is being deadly serious, yeah. I used to know a guy who it, he made it his his mission to incorporate the newest slang and abbreviations and all that stuff. He wanted to be the first to have someone say, "What does that mean?" It was like a, a feather in his cap. All right, and he didn't even wear a cap. Uh, new words from games and sports. All right. Now, this is going to be interesting. <clears throat> pickleball. Oh, my gosh. My um, my mother-in-law plays pickleball. She's, like, basically in a, in a pickleball league. What yeah. is pickleball? It's basically uh, tennis. Baseball tennis. with pickles? It's, no, oh. it's just tennis with, um, it's a shorter court. and That's been around for a long it's time, It's been a though. long time, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Pit, there are pickleball leagues. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I remember um, uh, moms playing it when when I was in middle school. It's like a small tennis court, Steve. Yeah, I'm from, <clears throat> they use a uh, plastic ball with holes in it. It kind of looks yeah, like, like a, a wiffle ball, ball, only a little bit larger. And, uh, yeah, you hit it back and forth, and it doesn't cover as much ground as tennis. It looks like it'd be fun, actually. It's, it's yeah. basically you're you're amping up almost ping-pong in a way. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. sort of, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, I like I like the idea. I'd like to play it because I love playing tennis, but this looks fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, pickleball. Huh? Yeah, pickleball. <laughs> it's adorable. Has officially been entered. Uh, here's one for me. Escape room. Oh. <laughs> that's in the uh, that's in the dictionary now. We haven't done an escape room in months. It's been way too long. Are you going through withdrawal? Uh, well, do you want us to lock you in the bathroom? We're kind of running out of escape rooms near us. That's the thing. Have we, you tried that one on Germantown Avenue? Once you do them, they um, it takes like a couple of years before they'll replace them and, and put new ones in. I'm saying near us. Oh, all right. Uh, just convenient for the entire family sure, to get together sure, yeah. and go to. So. Yeah, but like, don't. So the one in Conshohocken has, I think there's like three different mm-hmm. scenarios. Have you done all three? Um, the one in Conshohocken. The, you start with the one, the one in the mall. No, not the one in the mall. There's one uh, across from like Michaels and Home Depot. Oh, we did one of those. Uh, and I know the, I know the exact place we did the the big heist, which I think you did too. Yes, uh, I think that's what it was called. Uh, but but there, there's other ones in there, right? There is, but I've tried to get in touch with that place, and they're kind of weird about their hours and oh. when they're when they're available and when you can make reservations. And so we never went back to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about that one in King of Prussia? That it was is a good like, one, though, Kathy. Yeah, that was. It, it's behind the mall. It's like basically in, in like a little industrial park. Yeah, that is uh, uh, Escape Room Mystery. We've done all four of theirs. Okay. Yeah, we did the the the. It's the the billionaires. Uh, there, there's a Revolutionary War one. There's a there's an Egyptian one. There's a, a billionaires playground or something like that. Huh. There's one in a. Yeah, we've done them all. What's your favorite? Uh wow. Uh, I like uh, Expedition Escape is my favorite. And there's one in. They have a location in King of Prussia, and they have a location in uh, like the Montgomeryville area. And the scenario that you like the most. Um, I think I would like things like Egyptian. Well, the the one at Mystery Escape Room, uh, yes, that Egyptian one was awesome. We right. killed that one. We destroyed it. We did. That was probably the fastest we've ever done one. Uh, but there's one called the Candy Shop at uh, at Expedition Escape that's a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know. We love them all. All right. And then there's a place out in uh, Pottstown that we love to go to. So there's a few different ones. All right. Uh, but we're running out of them. So uh, Escape Room is in there. Free Solo. Is also now entered. Climbing? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, a climb in which a rock climber uses no artificial aids for support and has no rope or other safety equipment uh, for protection I, in case of a fall. I think I'm going to get into this. Uh, <laughs> you know, I... I <laughs> I mean... There's no downside. Yeah, there really is no yeah. downside to it. Obviously, it's a term that's been around for a while, but the movie uh, totally popular, right? popularized it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've had that same impediment today. <laughs> These are new words in the dictionary. Uh, there are new words about race and identity. Uh, for example, the pronoun they uh, expanded to include this sense, used to refer to a single person whose gender identity is non-binary. Uh, so uh, the singer Sam Smith. Yes. Just asked to be uh, referred to as they. It's going to take a little getting used to. I'm just going to call him, or they, Sam. Uh, because they has been yeah, plural. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. I don't, I don't have an issue with it. It's just I'm used to saying they, meaning many people, or, yeah. or more than one person. More than one person, sure. Yeah, yeah we have and a coworker that's requested to uh, not be called she. Okay. And um, it takes getting used to. Kathy, yep. it's you. <laughs> Wait, we do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if she wants to talk about it on an air. Can so. you write the name down just quickly? Yeah, so yeah I have no idea who it is. Uh, so, anyhow, that's been included into the uh, into the dictionary. Uh, inclusive is another word that is now in, in, in a different definition. Okay. Uh, so, inclusive has already been in the dictionary. I'd say when you climb a mountain solo. Uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's free solo. solo. Oh. Uh, a new sense has been added, allowing, a, which is allowing and accommodating people who have historically been excluded as because of their race, gender, sexuality, or ability. And then another one in the uh, subheading of uh, race. And... So, so these are these are changing. These are adding definitions to a pre-existing word. Correct, or a, a, a variation on that definition. Yep, about race and identity, uh, colorism. Uh, prejudice or discrimination, especially within a racial or ethnic group, uh, favoring people with lighter skin over those with darker skin. So colorism has been added into it. Uh, all right, new words from pop culture. And there's a couple in here that I've never heard before. All right, let's have them. Uh, the Bechdel test. The Bechdel test? Yeah. What the hell is that? B-E-C-H-D-E-L is how you spell Bechdel or Bechdel test. It might be Bechdel. Oh, the Be- Bechdel test. It's when you climb a mountain from by yourself. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Is it Bechtel? I believe. I so. think he's right. I yeah. think he's right. That that sounds familiar. Because I, I know a friend who's a uh, into mountaineering. Uh, You're it, hung up on. <laughs> it refers to a set of criteria used to evaluate a movie or other work of fiction on the basis of its inclusion and representation of female characters. Oh. The Bechdel So, test. like, Steel Magnolias would be a home run. That would be high on the Bechdel test. Expendables would probably be low. Chick flick is kind of, <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, but it, you can't say that anymore. Its yeah. origins are based in, I'm not making this up, in a comic strip called Dykes to Watch Out For. Okay. It was a, a lesbian-based uh, comic from 1985, and this uh, cartoonist named Allison Bechtel is the—that's where it first came from. Oh man! Yeah. So we should compare notes because I created Shovel Buddy. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have Stinger. Stinger. Yeah, this is under pop culture. Stinger is the name for a short scene that appears during or after the closing credits of a movie. Okay. Um, really? I've heard of stingers Post-credit. before. A stinger in in um, sound is usually well, like. This would be a, like a stinger. Yes. 
But for a movie, it's uh, it's a it, post-credit scene. Yeah, basically a stinger. And they're all doing them now. I mean, it all, really all. I I feel like started with the Marvel universe, and the, now the Marvel like, DC's perf- doing it now. They perfected it. Yeah. They and 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 in fact, they use that in a great way to help propel the initial collection of like the Avengers. Yeah. Got you excited about movie? Yeah. What, what movie was going to follow and what uh, what mountain they were going to climb? You guys all see Shazam because there was a I did. there was a stinger in Shazam. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, th- I yes. didn't stick around for the very very end. Uh, I need to watch that movie again. Uh, it was fun. It was a, fun, it fun was movie. a lot of yeah. fun, yeah. Uh, Cholrophobia. Uh, you guys ever heard of that? That's nope. fear of encountering another person on the side of a mountain? No. <laughs> uh, it's an abnormal fear of clowns. Oh, I have. Oh, actually, well. I have heard that. We actually helped cure some people of that when it was being released uh, the, the first go around. We had people who were terrified of clowns, and we had Dr. Rosenpenis come in and help them. So we thought. Did we actually help them? We did. Yeah. We actually did. Yeah, because they all won passes to the movie. And went and saw it. <laughs> uh, by the way, that's spelled C-O-U-L-R-O, phobia. So that's I guess it. it's cholrophobia. I guess that's how you pronounce it. not 100% sure. Uh, so, yeah, an abnormal fear of clowns. People who tend to have that have fears of uh, ventriloquist dummies uh-huh. and other things like that. Mannequins. We were talking about that yesterday. Uh, here's another one. New words from psychology. Mm. Um, uh, aphantasia. Right. Which is the inability to form mental images. Oh, wow. Do you know anybody who has that? How, no. Isn't that just kind of a basic ability? It's a human capability. Right. Yes. To, to like visualize here. something. Picture something in your head. Hey, sometimes I have a hard time with that. Um, like yeah. I try to... Um, like with my dad and stuff like that. Like I try oh, to, to like, visualize what visualize. your dad looks like. Yeah, yeah. I can. I yes, I'm pretty good. My you know, it's, we're talking decades since my mom died, and yeah. uh, I can see her clearly. Uh, I wonder though, case if this has to do with just very specific things from your past that you can't recollect, or just in general that you can't have a mental image. If I say apple. Immediately, you guys, you can What's put that? you yeah. can no, you can put a, you can put a mental picture in your yes, mind, yeah, yeah, of that's... what an apple looks right, like. right. Uh, but maybe somebody with this can't even do that. Huh. Simple of things. Yeah, I, I, it's that to me just seems such a such a standard part of the way the human brain works. But uh, I'd hate to have that because I I use you know that well, let's, when I draw and and things of that nature. Let's try or when out. I want to eat an apple. Let's try this out on Kathy. Okay, ballsack. <laughs> <laughs> And your response is, I'm sorry, Harry Bullsacks. Bullsacks are yummy. Right. What, exactly. What comes into yeah. your mind? All right, so. Bullsacks are yummy. <laughs> when I say. With this and I say Bullsack. <laughs> what do you say? Bullsacks are yummy. Mm. We're gonna... Well, I, I think we all probably have a different version of what, you know, if we were trying to picture a ball sack in our have... mind's eye. Well, the, 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 there's an actual what? sack for the transporting of balls. No, but, but uh, if you're talking about a nut sack, he's talking about the details of it. Yeah, the yeah. the little crevices, the nooks and crannies. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. The, the sweat little... reservoirs all and the all... ingrown hairs, the yeah. pimples, <laughs> oh and the fomunda cheese. Yeah, the, the age spots. Yeah, uh, uh, you know the Sharpay effect, as we call sure. it. Sure. Like when yeah. you picture one, Kathy, are they? Uh, do they hang evenly, or is one hang they're lower the than same. the other? I don't know. No, they're, they're, they're not. The they're no, they're not. They're, they're like, like snowflakes. Each one is perfect. Yeah, He's so good. Hey, somebody's on the phone line uh, who has this uh, condition. I, I want to hear it. Uh, aphantasia. I'm going to go to Jim. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. So you are familiar with aphantasia? Yes, sir. Uh, like five, six years ago, I had a pretty severe head injury. And now, ever since then, I can't picture 
Like if I'm trying to put stuff together, I can't visualize in my head. Or if somebody's describing something to me, yeah, I can't see it. I can't. I can't even try to see it. It goes blind. All right. So, and okay. that is on the most basic of levels. If I said an object to you, you would have a hard time uh, visualizing that in your mind. I would have to. I'd have to sit back and breathe and try to, to concentrate on what I'm wow. thinking about. And that's even hard. Just thinking about. All right. If I if I were to say to you, Jim, like uh, I'm I'm thinking of a uh, of a plaid colored cylinder, you couldn't you couldn't imagine that. No, okay. no, I don't even have a picture in my head. The bit, the I hear the words, but the words don't have pictures to them in my mind. You're saying well, you there's no words he, on it. <sighs> Stop it. You know what he's talking about. You just I can't. Know the words. I've had to learn the words again. I know what the words mean. I just have no pictures to go with it. Jim, what happens when you... I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. <laughs> Jim, what happens when you read... Jim, what happens when you read something? Can you picture I that? I don't see the words. No, I don't really comprehend much. I have to read it three or four times and take my time to really understand what I'm reading. I'll read the same paragraph over and over again. Oh, that is, okay, so that affects it on a much deeper level because we're, we're trying to think yeah. of how you could have, you could read descriptive passages and be totally bereft of any imagery, but you're saying, yeah. uh, you're saying that yeah. your ability to understand and visualize what the words are conveying to you. Yeah, I think we all sort of take advantage, uh, to, or take for granted, I should say, take for granted the ability to see things with our mind's eye. Jim, uh, is it frustrating? I'll read a book and I won't, I won't visualize what the page is saying. So I won't uh-uh. see the characters. I won't see the actions in my mind. I just read the words. So they read words on a page, like you're reading a dictionary, but not, or or uh, an, uh, an IKEA manual to put something together. I just wow words. Wow, that that well, that it, on many different levels has to impact everything you do throughout the day. I've had to, yeah. I mean. Um, the, the the work I do now, if it wasn't for for my buddy, he taught me. But it takes years. It take it took me years to figure out simple things. That's amazing. Do you get frustrated, Jim? Do what? Do you get frustrated? All the time. Yeah. If I didn't have if I if I didn't have my support. Wow. Also, is there um are are there medications or um therapy um, for this? Uh, the therapies are like uh. Yeah, there's occupational therapies and stuff like that where they, they teach you things to how to do use your the cognitive ability to put the pathways back together again. But it takes time. It takes a lot of repetitive motions, a lot of doing the same thing over and over again, even though I don't remember doing it. Well that 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 makes sense because you're 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 even what letters stand for or what that all that was difficult in the beginning. I had to watch. Uh, I used to watch Netflix with the um, with the, the closed captioning on. Yeah. Hear the words and see the words, and that way I can understand. I can I can have a concept of what they meant. Wow. I'd help my kids with the homework, and my my kids that were at the time in like elementary school, I couldn't help them do their elementary homework. Uh, Jim, wow. are you are you able to dream at all? I don't dream. No, I think I've had one dream. That I do sort of remember in the last six years. Let me let me guess because of your head injury. Were you driving Ann and Nancy Wilson somewhere? Oh, that was my oh, dream the other day, dude. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's interesting, Jim. God bless you, man. That's uh, that, that'd be difficult to cope with, but it sounds like you're doing okay. 
I, yeah, I'm doing good. It's just uh, it's learning how to live life in a different body. Well, you, so, sa- you, you sound yeah. good. So, uh, yeah, uh, and kudos to you for having to overcome that. That's a lot of, yeah. I don't know if I could deal with that. Yeah. I have a good support system. I have good friends and family. So. All right. Well, man. well thanks, uh, thanks for checking in. We appreciate the information. Yeah, I love you guys. I listen every day. Thank, thank you. Thank appreciate you. it. See ya. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? With that, he listens to our radio show every day. What we do is theater of the mind yeah. for the most part. Yeah. We uh-huh. describe things. All and... our farts are lost on him. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Well, that's called aphantasia. Uh, I know we got to wrap it up here in just a second. Uh, another word, new word from psychology in the in the dictionary: autogenic training. Autogenic yes. training, a self relaxation technique that involves repeating calming statements to yourself. Oh, I did a little bit of this. Ball yeah. sacks are young. No, that's not. <laughs> Ball sacks are young. No, uh, didn't work for you. No, <laughs> does it seem like it worked? <laughs> wow. And that's her. Uh, that's her TM. That's her mantra. Ball sex are yummy. Now for Shavasana. Ball sex are yummy. But that's really not that statement. But that's kind of what it was. At least what I did. What I, it was uh, an app, and it prompted you to. to oh to yeah. The, you know, say these statements. But some of them it's, were. It's part of a, a, a TM thing too. A transcendental meditation. Mo- you know, a most, mantra that you repeat. Yeah. Right. But most of them were nonsense. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean they didn't they didn't mean anything. Do you know what worked very well for me is uh, Dr. Rosenberg, Dr. Rosenpenis. Well, he 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 record and I still use it. it. It's a it's a it's an affirmation that puts me into sort of a restful state. It's just all positive stuff that you would agree yeah. with about that you want for yourself for about twenty two minutes, and you feel completely. Uh, I feel completely rejuvenated. It's it's what I do in lieu of a nap. All right, I can't do that. I'm going to do uh, two more quick ones here, and then we got to wrap up. New words from linguistics, and this is interesting. Rotic. R-H-O-T-I-C. In phonetics, a rhotic dialect is one in which an R sound is retained in words like hard and car. So I basically, is it the Boston, Boston accent? Boston accent? Yeah. Hard and car. What is it? It was. It's where the... What, what's uh, the the word? Rhotic. Oh, I thought that was a Vin Diesel character. No, that's that's uh, Riddick. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess like car would be car. Oh, okay. And hard would be hard. 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 Oh, in look, Maryland. It's hard. <laughs> but it's saying that it's hard ready to, to go. kill Maryland. Yeah. But it's in saying the car. that it's, it's retained. Well, here's the deal. The non-rotic is a dialect in which no R sound is heard in such words. Then so what's that would erotic? Be, that would, that be, would be, like, be erotic. Okay, so so it's retained in words like hard and car. Maybe like hard car. <laughs> <laughs> hard do you notice, like Casey, it's like the Pituation's impression of Rambo yesterday morning, which yes. we, we couldn't understand what he was saying. Well, that, I, see, I thought that maybe, well, it, it wouldn't be an example, but there are some times where people, especially in the English, uh, in the, in the uh, um, not English, but the UK, the British dialect, where they add an R. Right. Like sore. Yeah. And, like saw. Right. I, and it depends on what word comes after. Well, uh, my um, my friend's family, is, it, actually, they're from New England. Her name is Melissa. They call her Melissa. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why they do that. Uh, I've never met them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you from New England? <laughs> you have such an interesting way of speaking. That's... <laughs> Oh, you're from Cambridge? That's how Casey's son talks when he gets mad. I don't want to do it. His lips don't move. 
He gets lockjaw. <laughs> it was basically when he was a kid. There was one yeah. time I put princess sheets on his bed. It's a, it's a and, joke. It's a joke. Yeah. And he went, oh yeah, but 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 I That's put a his great joke. But I put that his awesome. I put yeah. his regular bedspread on t- or uh, comforter on yeah, top, yeah, right? Yeah. And so he was asleep. He was in bed for like fifteen minutes, right? Oh. And I'm laying in bed, and, he, and I just. I wake up and he's next to me. He's like, and he like refused to sleep on the princess sheets as if it mattered. Yeah, Jace would. He wouldn't even get in the bed if I put princess sheets on it. Well, he didn't know. He didn't know. He was laying there, and then he's probably like, what the? What the? All right. So anyhow, these are some of the new words that you will find. In the dictionary these days. All right, we need to take a break in order to stay on time to try to get to the uh, Money Shark Contest. Chance for you to win, my friend, $1,000 this morning. Great way to uh, start a Thursday morning. And very simple way to do it, too. I'll give you all the details. When we return, the Bizarre File is coming up, too. Stay with us. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturbed. Revivalists. Motionless and white. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right. We got Bizarre File stories, and they are ready for you now. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax. First is the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. Three hunters were injured Monday in two separate grizzly bear attacks on the west side of Gravelly Mountains. Of the Whoa. Gravelly Mountains. Whoa. Yeah, the three survivors uh, sustained moderate to severe injuries. Both attacks involved a single bear. But it's not clear at this point whether the same bear was involved. Wardens are asking hunters to leave that particular area. I, I, um, I have a twin brother. <laughs> uh, that's usually that's a good excuse, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, the first attack happened at about 7.30 a.m. on Monday. A bear charged two bow hunters as they were heading south. Both hunters were injured but were able to drive the bear away and get medical treatment. Uh, the two hunters came actually into a sporting goods store dressed in their hospital gowns looking for new clothing. Uh, an employee that the men uh, said that the men had said that they were able to deploy bear spray, which ultimately drove the bear off. So it worked. Uh, That's s- amazing. The second attack happened in the same general area about 630 in the evening, though, as two adult male hunters were headed north. One of the hunters was injured before they drove the bear away. And uh, they are continuing to investigate the attacks. And uh, the authority said that there are more details will be provided as they do become available. Sounds like it might be one bear because yeah. uh, the bear, you know, like a, even a grizzly bear will be frightened away by someone who knows what they're doing, they, like a bell or a whistle or whatever. Yeah. They usually don't just out of the blue attack people. Uh, I have another grizzly bear story. If you won't be a bear, be a grizzly. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? What is that from? That's from Cannonball Run. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I don't remember that. It's true, though. It's a very sage advice. But it's not every day that a man tries to fight a grizzly bear. It appears that's what happened in Banff National Park when Devin Mitzwing got out of his truck shirtless and began shouting at a young grizzly 
while in a boxing stance before charging at it, according to an eyewitness to the incident. Uh, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> look at this. Uh, caught on camera by a couple of nearby photographers uh, who were taking pictures of the lone grazing grizzly on Highway 93. So I'm going to... F- I'm going to kill him, and then I'm going to feel terrible because he's obviously deranged. And uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, uh, after the incident, uh, Mitsuing was later located by the police and a park warden and charged under the National Parks Act for disturbing wildlife in a national park. So after two previous missed court dates, uh, the case finally came to trial Friday morning with Judge George uh, Gashler. (laughs) What a name. Uh, finding oh, the, man, you got the gash. Uh, finding the Saskatchewan man guilty and imposing a $4,000 fine. Uh, the judge said it is abundantly clear this is a disturbance of grizzly bear, and I find Mr. Mitswing guilty. While he was at the courthouse before the doors officially opened, he left to run some errands and grab some food, resulting in his absence from that morning trial. But it was decided he's uh, going to have until October 16th to pay the fine. An idiot. Uh, yeah, Stop exactly. bothering the grizzly bears. Yeah, there's a picture Nick has yeah. of this moron. Doing this, so whatever uh, they are, they are out there, idiots. An Australian hiker described Wednesday how he had to carry his leg as he crawled for two days to get help after it quote clean snapped in half. Whoa. Unbelievable! As he fell down a waterfall. Unbelievable! Just like your story, Nick. Just I, like you. I had this sent to me quite a few times yesterday. <laughs> crawled for two days. Yeah. Neil Parker told reporters from his hospital bed that he smashed into rocks after suffering twenty feet, falling 20 feet in isolated Australian woodland on Sunday, snapping his lower left leg and breaking a wrist. Oh, my God. He had no cell phone reception to ask for aid and soon dropped his phone in a creek, forcing him to painfully crawl to find help during what was supposed to have been a pleasant three-hour hike near Brisbane. He said, my left foot just below my ankle clean snapped in half so the whole bottom of my leg came loose he said it's just just hanging freely within the skin i guess so he said i had to carry my leg and legs are very heavy when they're not connected to anything and trying to pick it up and get over rocks uh he started scrambling and lifting inch by inch having to stop every three feet or so because of the pain from his injuries Parker, an experienced hiker and guide, uh, made a makeshift splint for his leg with snake bite bandages and walking poles from his kit. Uh, he said that it took him two days to get just two miles for help. It's unbelievable. Admitting, he said, I was thinking that I was never going to get out of here. Uh, but thinking about his family is what gave him the strength to keep on going. The, the story would have turned out differently had he been a broadcaster. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, he survived by eating a protein bar and lollipops. And also had painkillers in his pack. He said, people in the club ask, why do you carry 10 kilos of equipment every time you go out for a walk? Well, this is the reason. So you're saying down in Brisbane, uh, lollipops and protein bars grow naturally? Yeah, they do. He just <laughs> found them in the wild. <laughs> a rescue helicopter finally spotted him Tuesday afternoon and winched him to safety. He's hey, look at this, a lollipop bush. He's due to have uh, <laughs> surgery, by the way. So, wow, that's messed up. Uh, that's I, I, You know, how could you keep from vomiting looking at your leg dangling freely? within its own skin. I don't want to, yeah. Uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky Police Department is investigating an incident in which a woman found another woman in her trunk when she stopped for gas. Law enforcement officers talked to the woman who had been in the trunk of the car, and she's uh, unharmed. Do you keep a spare woman in your trunk? You know, (laughs) for emergencies. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, the, uh, God, I'm feeling horny. The, spokesman off, the police uh, spokesman said, we have uh, processed the car and our detectives are attempting to learn why the female was in the car. Not even an indication of how she ended up there? No one's been charged with a crime. No other information was released. And the two women did not know each other. So, yeah, it's kind of wild. All right, and then one last story. I do like this one. Uh, the University of Michigan's infamous North Campus Turkey <laughs> appears to have strutted its way into the great beyond. Oh, Actually, I don't like this story. I thought this was a different story. <laughs> Here's a heartwarming story about a dead animal. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't me mean out. to end with this one. <laughs> if you out. can, bring the children in onto the room and have them gather around the radio. I have a heartwarming story about a turkey that was beaten to death with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> That was a totally different story than I thought I was going to go through. Well, after they were unable to shoo the territorial bird away from the area surrounding the U.M. Transportation Research Institute, and based on reports of aggressive behavior that included chasing bicyclists, walkers, and joggers, Ann Arbor police requested the Department of Natural Resources permanently take care of the problem. A DNR officer accompanied by police shot and killed the gobbler on no. Monday. DNR yeah. officer, Turkey Division. Uh, it wasn't entirely clear if it was the same turkey that was accused of attacking passersby last spring. Uh, police speculated in May that the, tur- the turkey, which was uh, making the social media rounds at the time, may have been hit and killed by a passing car. Uh-oh. The turkey had a social media account? A uh, spokeswoman who works in a campus building nearby said he wasn't aggressive. But he could be perceived as being aggressive. He would walk up to people and people would try to take his picture. So we were concerned and we wanted to move him someplace out of harm's way. Well, they tried. And they said we were very surprised when yesterday morning law enforcement was seen chasing the turkey. And then we heard shots and that was it. So they didn't want him to kill the turkey. No. Uh, uh, The woman said that uh, she made calls to try and figure out what happened. She said she called the city and finally the city said that... uh, uh, we should contact DNR, and we finally got back from DNR. When they when they finally got back to us, they told us that they had been contacted the city by the police to euthanize the turkey as he was deemed a menace. So, what a wonderful I left story. for like an hour to go get a turkey sandwich, and I come back, and my turkey's dead. There you go. That is what I have for you in the bizarre file for now. Uh, you know what? I mentioned this. I should give these away now. I'll give away a pair of tickets to see Green Day and Weezer in this uh, Hella Mega Tour. 2020. It's next year. Fallout Boys on the bill as well. I, I have to imagine. Uh, I've heard so many people talking about this show uh, and are so excited. I have to imagine it's going to sell out pretty quickly. Yeah. So caller 20 215 263 WMMR. By the way, uh, there's a pre sale today. It starts at 10 a.m., goes from 10 to 10. Wow. While supplies last, you can get the details at WMMR.com. The actual full on ticket sales happen on Friday. At 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster.com. We'll take caller number 20. We'll give you a pair of tickets. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a buzz right now. We're going to take a break. Be back in just a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Studio Day is a chance for high school students to explore Newman University's programs in digital media, broadcasting, and production. You can use Newman's radio and TV studios and meet media professionals like Marissa Magnata and Andre Gardner. Studio Day is Saturday, October 19th from 10 till noon on Newman's campus in Delaware County. Discover how cutting-edge technology and industry connections can launch your career. Come to Studio Day on October 19th. To reserve your place, visit neumann.edu slash studio day. 
Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a new Daily Rush video. It's up. We saw a teaser uh, yesterday from Nick Murphy who sent it over. And the title is Woody Allen is the new Captain America. This is a surprising new casting in the MCU. And uh, Nick Murphy did his video magic. It's a special effects extravaganza. Yeah, so you can watch this now at PrestonandSteve.com. I've not seen the entire video yet. We just saw a teaser of it. Uh, but it's sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Make sure you check out all the newest Preston and Steve Daily Rush episodes while you're there. If you've missed some, go ahead and uh, and take a peek, if you will. We were talking about people. A lot of people don't know that he was the first selection. Yes. Not Chris Evans. Right. For Captain, Captain America. America. Woody Allen. Yeah. Uh, there was a story I saw the other day. Didn't get a chance to bring this up yet, but I would like to now. There is a uh, BBC, uh, BBC presenter, Radio 2 host. His name is Jeremy Vine. And, Jeremy Vine. Yes, and tonight he, on the BBC, he had a call from a woman, Anne from Chichester. Oh, from here, local. Yeah, I used to live in Chichester, <laughs> Upper, Chai. Upper Chai. Oh, yeah, Jeremy, I love your show. <laughs> yeah. uh, who was very excited about a butterfly that had taken up residence in her bedroom to hibernate, and so they talked about that for a little while, a little chit chat about butterflies. Tell me about this butterfly. And then at the end of the call, he said, thanks for listening. Look after that butterfly. Bye, Anne. I love you. (laughs) So he accidentally said, I love you to a woman he doesn't know at all. And it just kind of it just kind of spilled out of him. Uh, And I love stories like this because the moment you do something like that, at least me, like the blood rushes from my head and I'm like, oh, why did I just do that? And I've never, I don't know that I've ever done I Love You, but the only example that I have myself personally that I can recall doing that is um, is being on the phone with my mom and yeah. after being done call, talking to her saying, okay, baby, take care. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like it's your wife. Like I was talking to my, all right, baby, thanks. I, hey, baby. Uh, I'm calling my mom, baby. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you come over here and give daddy some sugar? Yeah. Mommy. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I think that, yeah, that happens to everybody. Oh, my God, yes. Not I, with their I, mom, but just somebody no, else. No, not everyone's having sex with their mom, but the truth Shut up. I, no. I'd like to take some calls if you do have a story that falls in line with this. 215-263-WMMR. Kathy got a text last week uh, from a co-worker that was not intended for her. <laughs> well, oh, that's no. just an accident, accidental yeah. send, right? Yeah, but it was, it was like a few... Was it graphic? No, no, no. It just was like, uh, you know, good morning, baby. And Let's it... try two fingers tonight. <laughs> I mean, oh. not not to that extent. Let's but try I, two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But Bill. I got a few texts, uh-huh. and finally I was like, you're texting the wrong person. And oh he was God. like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, hello, it's Kathy. And he was like, oh, my God. Oh so sorry. Are the God. names even similar? Like I don't wife know, because I don't know who he was texting. Right. Mm, and okay. you feel, And then you feel, and then you wonder, so you got multiple. Yeah. So, and, and maybe you might let one go and hope that it's perceived that the mistake was made. But if it starts to come, uh, f- you know, frequently, uh, you're you're you have to let them know. Well, because and now when everyone's pa- embarrassed. Now when I pass them in the hallway, I just say, "Hey, baby." Uh, <laughs> absolutely, you I would told, have to. I told you guys about this when it happened, but I was, uh, you know, helping coach um, baseball. And what I wanted to tell this kid on my son's baseball team, and this kid is a sixth grader at the time, uh, is like. I love the way you hustle. Yeah. And I said, I love you. And I was like, I, I cannot believe I just told this young boy. Yeah. 
<laughs> that I love you. I'm just surprised at how your muscular development has come along. Jimenez's <laughs> yeah. kid going to his uh, parents and, uh, and it, saying, uh, Stranger Danger. No, well, that's oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's like I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy from Dumb right. and Dumber right. when he blurts out the wrong thing. But it, it's why I got were, to it on the air the very next day. I'm yeah. like, dude, I just told this kid that I love him. Your, 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 your phrasing is all, <laughs> it's much as your mind is the purest thing. Uh-huh. But, I mean, and also with me. A lot of times, the, the, you know, the, when I talk to my wife, you know, uh, you know, love you, love mm-hmm. you. It, I just, it's a, it, I, it, it, I say it. That's how I end the sentence. Right. End the conversation. And I've done that before with friends where you forget exactly who you're talking to yeah. and love you. Or you it's know. just out of habit of, yeah. of wrapping up a phone call that, yeah. that because you do it, you speak to your wife on the phone so often. Yeah, and yeah. or baby or yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it happens. <laughs> this is a, a slight departure from what we're talking about, but my buddy has, uh, he, he has not gone back to this one pizza place that he used to love to go yeah. to because as he was leaving, he said to the guy something along the lines of like, all right, man, you know, have a good one. But the guy goes, love you too. <laughs> and he's like walking out the door and he's like, I, I didn't say I love you. <laughs> like, that guy... That guy thinks I said I love you. <laughs> and he has not been back since. Or, or did I say I love you? I didn't. I thought I said take it easy. Um, hang on. I want to go to this uh, caller. Hi, caller. You're on the air. You're all naked. You tell me you love me. <laughs> it's Dr. Mike. Way. I don't take it as a sexual thing, Casey. Well, yeah, but you're naked. different. Yes. You, you say that to everybody. That's your thing. And that's a good thing. Oh, look, it's not a thing. We all, listen, in this world, and I don't want to sound like a, like a song, but the bottom line is it just shows a little bit of kindness and a little bit of of love and compassion for our fellow human beings. No, it's at it's absolutely true, Mike, but let's say you were ordering um, a, a tile to be delivered to your house and you're on the phone with this guy for five minutes and, and uh, you would en- accidentally end the conversation with, I love you, sweetheart. I wouldn't say sweetheart. Well, there you go. Well, That's this, the difference. It, yeah, yeah. It, 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 if he got me the tiles on time and said, you know what, I love you, man. Yeah. Not love you, but love ya. Yeah, right. that's a little different. Uh-huh. And, and listen, I, I love the fact that you do that. I, I think yeah. it's awesome. And I do love you, Mike. You've, you've been so great to all of us. Absolutely. So, so that's definitely it's sincere. There's different levels of love. I mean, the, the bottom line is that, that you have a someone you, you are romantically involved with. That's a certain level of love. But... Uh, it's all about l- loving your fellow human beings because that's all we have, folks. Yeah. Well, you certainly, un- and we all understand that. But there are some times, and you'll agree to this, where someone blurts out something and they forget who they're talking to and they get dramatically familiar with someone by accident. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. But spreading the- spreading love, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm all about it, Dr. Mike. Well, anyway, I had to chime in. I'm, no, I'm, we know I'm, you're the master, I'm, and you you mean it when you say it, and yeah. we love you. All right. All right. I'll talk okay. to you soon. Love, right. you. love you. We Mike. love you. Love you. I see. Love you. He's the best. He is the best. Hang on. I see I see a trend here on the phone lines. Uh, I'm going to go to Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer, are you there? Oh, wait. It's the wrong phone line. Sorry, I put you back on hold. Let's try this one. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good. All right, so this is not necessarily saying I love you, but yeah. something that just slips that right. was, you, you normally, you just say it out of habit. Right. What What yeah. did you uh, encounter or say? 
So actually, it's about my best friend uh, growing up. We were best friends all growing up and um, in school in fourth grade. So she was raised by her grandmother. And we were all in class. The class was completely full. And she said uh, the teacher was speaking to her. And she responded with, okay, Grandma. Everybody. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did the, did the... it followed her. Followed Hi, Grandma. Her all the way until, you know, I moved away in middle school. But it was still a thing. She was still being made fun of in middle school. <laughs> God. Because you, Grandma. You, you get into the zone. Yeah. Like you forget, yeah. and, yep. and so and it happens. And mm-hmm. did uh, did the class? Did everybody laugh when she said it? Oh yes, it was really really bad. It was bad oh. that day, and it's like I said, it followed her for years. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Thank you, I appreciate it. It All could right. be far worse. I'm going to follow that up with this one. I'm going to go to uh, Matt. Hey Matt, good morning. What's up, you guys? Rock. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So you had something similar, right? Yeah, so I was working for my buddies. Uh, they own like a little shop, like a mom and pop shop. And um, uh, I got, I was talking to uh, his grandmother about like business and stuff, uh, about just like, you know, what was going on that day on the phone. And everybody was there. And uh, so before I hang up, I say, all right, uh, bye, grandma. And I just <laughs> hang up. I'm just like, that was weird. And my buddy, whose actual grandmother it is, he's standing there. He's like, why'd you call her grandma? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I have no idea. Hi, Grandma. Yeah. It's not your grandmother. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, whatever. It's the way our brains work, especially yeah. when you get Thanks. into a familiar conversation pattern. Uh, I will go next to Steve. Hey, Steve. Preston. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. What's up, man? What did you, uh, what did you want to do? Samos. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm the same way, Preston. I do it all the time, man. I'll call my mom, hon. I'll call my wife. Well, I get in, I get in trouble with my wife when I call her mom. Oh. <laughs> I got I the kids and everything, so it's kind of easy to do that with my wife. But There's I, something Freudian going on there yeah. between you yeah. and your mom and your wife. Yeah, and and also, there, yeah, uh, CQ is trying to get in touch yeah. with you. The Pacific Command is trying to get a message. I thought he was playing Frogger. Hang up. Hang up. I talked to somebody, I talked to somebody about this, and... Uh, they said that the reason why people do this is because your loved ones are constantly on your mind nonstop. So it's very easy to be doing this to people, you know, they, that you love. Yeah, yeah I think your exactly. mom is Morse coding you erotic messages. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That, I've uh, in all the years of having callers, I've never, never heard, heard the uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that sound on the phones before. Uh, I will go next to Denise. Hi there, Denise. Hi. How you guys doing? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Denise. What's your story? Denise from Reading, Pennsylvania. I listen to you every morning. Oh, thank you. Oh, man. So years ago, an underwriting center. I'm an underwriter talking to my boss on the phone about an account, trying to sell it. I want to write it. And at the end, I said, I love you, T. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Was there a pause? Was there a reaction? Oh, my God, she hesitated. I said, I love you too, Bush. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah, like super inappropriate, but it happened. It does. It it absolutely does. All right, thanks. I appreciate it. There was, uh, I, this is interesting. Somebody said, I accidentally said I love you to my boyfriend at the time, who I did not oh, love. No. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh. Yeah, that must have been, uh-oh. You, oh. You've cr- 
crossed a, a path that you can't. That was a total mistake. I do not love you. I do not love you. <laughs> yeah. Don't, I hope you didn't take uh, that the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, I would not want you to be encouraged about the prospects of this relationship. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, and and then there are other types of of bizarre responses because if we do it out of habit, like somebody says when people say happy birthday to you and you say thanks, you too. <laughs> oh, dude. You know, <laughs> my mom has done that on a couple of different occasions. The best is my son. My son, my brother was away at lacrosse camp, and it was my mom's birthday, and he's on the phone with her, and I just hear her go, "Happy birthday to you!" But clearly, it was her birthday, and we we just all started cracking up. And then this this year on her birthday, before I left for work, I went downstairs because obviously she's, yeah. she's awake, and I said, "Hey, happy birthday, Grandma!" She goes, "Happy birthday, Casey." <laughs> And I just started cracking up laughing. I it, love that. It's part of the deal. It's it, we'll get it sometimes from people call in say like like it's it's uh, you know it's uh, Dave on calling in. Yeah. Hi, Dave. Yeah. Dave. Say his own name because you're just. <laughs> we have a it's just a brain fart moment. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. When people say when you're like uh, you know heading to the airport or whatever, someone says uh, have a safe flight, and you're like, yeah, you too. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm not going to the airport. No, no. Yeah. Yep. you. What you heard was have a good day. Yeah. Or something yeah. Of that nature. I also my, hate- my favorite is uh, how's it going? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that. Yes. One. <laughs> yeah. What's up? You too. <laughs> or or <laughs> what's up? Good. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Not bad. <laughs> Casey, you were just trying to say like what's up, bro, to me the other day or something, and if you addressed me it was almost like uh i love you man like you came up with some word that doesn't exist no and it was like um jab- you know uh jabroni or whatever and i was well, just like what <laughs> and then but as soon as you said it you knew you had something had said something that made that no, sense no sense whatsoever Preston, yeah. you were just commenting about a half hour ago why do i keep saying i keep saying sports bug oh i'm supposed to say sports book <laughs> And you say book? In the Parks Casino, it's, it's, it's the best sports book around. <laughs> Why do I keep... And now because book. you're thinking about it, oh, yeah. it's like when you bite the inside of your mouth and oh, then proceed God. to bite it four more times. That's been happening to me yeah. for years. Uh, let me... Now, this, I, I want to hear the story, too. I'm going to go to Hannah. Uh, Hannah, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's happening? Not much. How are you guys? Wonderful. You, too. Uh, no. Yeah. So have a safe flight. What's the uh, what's the story you wanted to tell us? All right. Well, if I'm allowed, it's someone else's story that I would love to just let you guys laugh at too. Um, my brother-in-law. Um, this is this has gone down in family history. He and his wife were youth leaders at their church. You know, heavily involved in the youth group, and they were all on a hiking trip. So they're kind of behind, and he thinks it's his wife, and he just gets a nice handful of the girl in front of him, and it is a youth uh, member. Oh, oh my God. Grabbed her ass? Oh, God. Grabbed her ass? Yep. (laughs) Oh, no. That's a tough one. I know. No repercussions. It was all, you know, it was all understood that it was mistaken identity. He must have wanted to die. You've had those I've had a a moment where I, I was... In a, it was like an H&M, and I was going in, and I was just with my, my wife, and she was shopping, and I rounded a corner, and then someone who looked a lot like her, and I was starting to go over and just kind of put my hands on this person's shoulder, and yeah. then I realized it was not my wife. Same short hair, same sort of thing, same build. And you stopped? And I stopped. Oof. But in this day and age, how you know, that's a tough sell to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. I told you guys the story one time at a 7-Eleven back when I was in high school. I thought it was my yeah. I thought It's it was one my, of my favorite stories. I it was my Tell friend Tom, who he had his back to me, and I was going <laughs> to surprise him with a big bear hug. You know, one of those type where you reach trying to pick, you know, lift them up. Yeah. Hey! 
<laughs> it was some dude I'd never met before in my life, you and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, dude, I swear to God, I thought you were some. <laughs> Well, I thought Kathy was driving into the parking lot one morning, and I stopped in the oh, middle yeah. of the parking lot and flipped her the double bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kathy Casey did a hurricane in did. front of people. Oh, that's right. In, in front of his own home. <laughs> Dude, who would you think it was? My, it was Jeff and Melissa. They were coming to pick me up. It was their car <laughs> that was coming down my road. I don't know who it was. <laughs> I did a herky for him, and then they drove past me. I was like, that was a herky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, the idea, oh, though, of you, Preston, some oh guy yes. thinking he's about to be raped. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky I didn't get my ass kicked. Oh, my God. Oh, thank it, so thank God he listened yeah. to you. Yeah. I was walking down the street with a <laughs> pumpkin bucket filled with beer going to actually Matt Cord's house. We were at the shore. This was years ago. And I was going to Matt Cord's house. And a friend of ours was coming over, was driving over. And so I see the car down the street. <laughs> and I'm texting the person. I said, we're pulling up now. So of course I think it's them. I stand in the middle of the street with my pumpkin bucket filled with beer and flip off the car. <laughs> it was a police officer. Oh, my God. I was like, he pulled up next and rolled his window down. I mean, I thought he was going to kill me. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, Somebody, somebody's coming down the street. It was a friend of mine. I thought they were coming. I'm so sorry. Did he, he laugh? Or? He did not laugh. Okay. He rolled no. up his window. He didn't say one word to me, and he drove away. <laughs> Oh, my God. Hang Gosh, on. A, I want to get some more calls on the line. Kevin, you are on the air. Good morning. Hi. Uh, good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, man? All right. So, I had a story. It's not my, like, personally, but it's my sister. Yeah. And, like, she always, we always kind of make fun for it. Uh, so, she was at a funeral for her friend's dad, who just, like, recently died. And so, like, you know, she was saying, like, sorry for your loss and everything for the family. And uh, so, she was, like... Um, to the family, she was like, thanks for having me. And I kind of like, <laughs> like slipped up a little bit. Kind of thanks for the up. invite. Yeah. I, you say things like, oh, it's great to see you. And you're I, like, oh, no. I, well, I've said before to somebody who is grieving, yeah. how's it going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or how, how you doing? Right. How you doing? Oh, yeah. Geez, and the moment it leaves your mouth. And I, I think now. I've said the same thing, Kevin, because they'll say thanks for coming. And I think I've said, well, thanks for having us, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> my pleasure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, thanks for coming. No, no, my pleasure. That's when, especially at funerals, me personally anyway, I mean, every single thing that I utter about, you talk, you talk about thinking too hard about it. Yes. And then you say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, I've had that happen well, we had, on multiple occasions. We were at um, Harry's funeral, Steve, uh, Steve McClain's, uh, <laughs> yeah. and Casey came. Comes well, in. you made a joke. Oh, I mean, I, that yeah, was, I guess that was it. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah. Well, Casey, what did I say? Casey, come, you go... <laughs> You come in and and you go. I almost and I'm, I'm I almost s my pants on the way over here, and without missing a beat, and we're all standing around. Casey walks up and he goes, "God, I almost I almost just crap my pants coming here." And Steve, without missing a beat, goes, "Well, we all grieve in our own ways," <laughs> and we died laughing at this memorial know, service yeah. inside the funeral. Yeah. They were like, "Wow, look at I, Steve's friends all laughing." <laughs> I ended up telling Steve McLean about it, and he he thought yeah. Harry would have found that very very funny. So yeah, um, we should, however, uh, have a different segment about 
what is what is the best thing to say? So you can oh, sort of pra- so you can sort of practice these things. You always see in movies where people practice like meeting a girl for the first time or what they're going to say to their boss or whatever. But yeah, and I've never done anything like that. However, I mean the, the obvious is the obvious ones are I'm so sorry, sorry for your loss, my condolence. I mean, and, and while they seem to be. You know, wrote and yeah. all of that. They're, they're the it most effective. Matter. It yeah. does convey it. People understand. No one is, it, God forbid, you're the kind of person who's at home in a funeral situation because yeah. your life is miserable if that's the case. Yeah. But uh, I think it's understood. I say yeah. one thing and, and then that's it. Like, right. you know, I'll say one of those things. I'll introduce myself if I don't know the people that's the and way why to do I'm it. there. You and just say, being there is enough. Right. But then you say, you know, so sorry for your loss. But then don't continue to right. talk because then that's when the things that don't make sense are going to come out of your mouth. Yeah, Have okay. a good flight. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Exactly. Yes. Like, what if the person in front of you says what you were going to say? You're like, well, I can't say that. You stole they my just, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, hang on, let's go back to the uh, saying the wrong thing or, you know, saying a a, yeah. uh, a standard response that you used to saying it just isn't appropriate for <laughs> what that was. Or, nah, these are other good ones. Well, let me let me do this one. All right. Um, yes. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah, I'm going to go to Alex real quick here. Alex, good morning. Hey, guys. You guys rock. Hey, thanks, man. All right, so what was your situation? So, uh, me and my girlfriend, Chloe, were, were dating for about a month at the time. And, um, you know, we were cooking an ice dinner. We had some drinks. And uh, we came in and we gave each other a hug. And she said something. I think she said, hi or hey, you. And I just, like, I took it as I love you. And I looked at her. I just kind of pulled her away. And I looked her in the eyes. And I was like... I love you too. <laughs> and she was like, she looked at me and she was like, I didn't, I didn't say I love you. Oh, I said hi. And you tried to do like something sincere. Let me pull away the hug there. What there. I said is, I, I, I don't so love sincere. you. I was so sincere. I was like, I oh. love you too. Oh, you took it. You took it as a moment. Are Alex, you, yeah. how, how, what what happened after that? I mean, how how much longer did you guys date, and did you end up using the words "I love you" after that? Well, we are still together today. Oh, it was okay. two years ago. There okay. you go. And I was just so embarrassed. I think I just went to the bathroom <laughs> and sat down. Rubbed for a one out. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have, do you have any uh, tissue in the back? I'll be right back. Yeah. This will solve everything. I need to tap this up. Uh, Here, I made this for you. Thanks, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a tissue sculpture. <laughs> It'll be hard in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me go. It's indestructible origami. Let me go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Gadzooks, good morning. Gadzooks, Katie. What's up? All right. So one winter, my fiance, we've been together 12 years, but uh, he, we were, me, him, my little sister, we were all shoveling outside, mm-hmm. came inside. I was using the restroom in our mudroom. My little sister was trying to take her boots off. We do look very similar. She was bending over, <laughs> trying to take her boots off. My fiance turned the corner and proceeded to credit card her thinking it was uh, me. Down her butt? I literally credit card her. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, so, yeah. You, yeah, you take your, your hand, like uh, you straighten it out, and yeah. then you run it up somebody's butt crack. <laughs> like you're like you're swiping a credit yeah, card. Yeah, yeah. 
Denied. So he did that to her while I was literally <laughs> on the other side of the door going to the bathroom. And all I hear is, uh-huh, oh, my God. And my sister just started belting out laughing. I opened the door, and the look on their faces was, like, unbelievable. Like, I caught them, but they both knew that it was an accident. So, and you understand you look enough for, like, that uh, he could he was thrown off. You, you, you bought it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. We didn't get mistaken Dude. as twins regardless Jeez. of the age difference, so I did understand it, so it you was did. one of those occasions. Casey, it just reminds me if it's a totally different thing, but uh, uh, if I were to do something like that, it would be like when you saw me naked in the bathroom. <laughs> there wasn't any toilet paper. I didn't know that was you. I thought it was somebody else. <laughs> just frantically yeah. screaming at them. You know, right. Other times he's mistaken each other us for you know, but that was the most uh, I guess vulgar way of. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, that's straight up proctological. Thank you. A friend of mine is a painter, and uh, he was doing some work for a client. He said, uh, "I moved a carpet for a client whose husband had died the week before. It was so heavy." I said, "What do you have a dead body in here?" <laughs> oh. He said, "I almost threw up after I said oh, it." Oh my god! God. <laughs> You know, like your husband. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. You know, like your dead husband. <laughs> your dead this husband died worse. just a week ago. Probably didn't love you. Anyway. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I better stop talking. Have, oh, have a good flight. <laughs> That'll be the out of every conversation. Have a good flight. <laughs> I'm going to go to John with his story. Hi, John. You're on the air. What's up, guys? Love the show. Thanks, oh, thanks. man. I appreciate it. So tell your story. <laughs> so... I was about 12 years old, and my brother and I just got off the ride. My parents were there. My mom was You're sick. at a carnival, it says here, right? The ride of life. Yeah, like a, yeah, a carnival fair. Yeah. Um, and we got off the ride. And I'm looking around for my dad, and I see my mom on the bench. So I walk up to her, and as I mentioned, she wasn't feeling good. So I start rubbing her back, saying, where's dad? And she didn't answer. <laughs> and then I said, Mom, how you feeling? And she didn't answer. So I looked down. This lady staring at me like, who the hell are you? Whoa. I was like, uh, uh. And my mom woke up behind me like three seconds later and saying, what are you doing over here? I'm like, uh, let's just walk away. Like, We're going to go now. I just, I just walked away. Like, Wait, okay. call me. It's just mortified. So, I was so embarrassed. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Especially if you're the kind of person, I, like, pressing with, with your, your wife or, you know, you you. I, I casually, you know, I'll g- grab my wife or, you know, it's it's a natural thing, you know. So when, you, when you're when you like at a, at, a, at a party or out and about, it's just, it's kind of a perfunctory thing. But yeah. it's, it's good to just quickly double check if you're out in public. Yes, agreed. I'll go to Mike next. Hey, Mike. Mike, you there, bud? Mike? Uh, Mike's not there. He said he accidentally shouted pickup lines to a woman who wasn't his <laughs> wife. <laughs> like yelling something. <laughs> right. Uh, let me go to, yeah, this is, uh, oh man, I'll go to Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, what's up? Yeah, bud. Uh, we want to hear your story. Go for it. All right. So I'm on my honeymoon. We're in Bora Bora and the, uh, a boat trip kind of dropped us off to this side island. No one was, you know, there was about four other couples getting dropped off and I'm underwater. You know, there's, there's manta rays and there's fish. I'm underwater snorkeling, and I think my wife's leg is, I, I think my wife, wife is right in front of me, and I'm making this Jaws sound, okay, through the snorkel. I grab her leg and start pulling it to hearing screams. I get up out of the water. You know, I got my goggles on the whole nine yards. I, I flip the goggles up. I see my wife about 30 feet away from 
for me, and this little Japanese girl screaming, and I see her husband, I'm like, oh my God, I am so sorry. And she can't even understand me because he's speaking Japanese. (laughs) She was completely mortified, and we had nowhere to go. Like, the boat dropped us off. This woman thought she was being attacked by an underwater sea creature of some sort. <laughs> that's great. And she's oh Japanese. She cannot possibly God. understand. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's just that's just a nightmare. Going back to the funeral thing, we're going to have to wrap up in a moment here. Uh, I'm going to get uh, Jeremy on. Hey, Jeremy, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. So you were at a funeral. Yeah, it's a funeral for my uh, friend's daughter who died in childbirth. Oh. And and I walk up and he's like, "Thanks for being here." And I go, "It is what it is, man." Oh, <laughs> and why do you think you said that? I had no idea. My wife looked at me and goes, "What?" <laughs> it's, hey, that's it like saying, it is, man. "Ain't no thing." Yeah, right. <laughs> You got this, bro. People get so nervous, and in terrible situations yeah. like that, they just don't know what to do. And, and oh, yeah. Did you, did you apologize, Jeremy? Did you apologize? Oh yeah, yeah. Later on, I was there. I'm like, I'm so sorry, man. And his brother goes, hey, "At least you didn't throw a fist bump." <laughs> right, a fist bump. Oh, wow. Oh, that's horrible. No one knows what to do. You know, know. it's know. it's it's an uncomfortable situation. I think most people understand that too. Okay, wait. There's two more calls I have to go to. Oh my. <laughs> uh, first, first, let me go to Deborah because she was in first. But there's another one I got to get to. Let me go to Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. What's up, Deborah? So about 18 years ago, I got married to my husband, who's got an unusual name. His name is Duron. Duron. And okay. we were Duron. So we just got married. We were sitting in the car with my father, my sister, and my new husband. And I turned around to my husband. And he, he bugged me. I can't remember what he said, but he bugged me. And I went, oh, for God's sake, Peter. Oh my God! You called yeah. an old boyfriend's name. Oops! <laughs> and, and, and After how, you were married, how did that go over? We were we were married about two weeks, and wow. that was it. That was it. Oh my! Wait, wait! No, so, no, no! Shh. Oh, you had been married for about two weeks. I'm like, we were married for two weeks, and then <laughs> no, we got a divorce only... after that. What did you call me? <laughs> no, Deborah, you're still married to him, right? You said 18 years. Oh, yeah. oh. All right. Now, will will you sometime call him Peter just for fun? Yes. No, of course you will. <laughs> when we're in a, a, a moment. Yeah, of course. In your moment. Yeah, I'm married oh, wow. to an Irish woman as well. So Thank you, Deborah. Oh, Scottish. <laughs> Scottish. There you go. Scottish. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Take well, care. Okay, you guys rock. Bye. Uh, thank yeah. you so much. All right. This We'll end on this one uh, because I don't know if you can get better than this. I'm going to go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, you gotta have a good flight, guys. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Listen, you too. <laughs> Not much. Well, let me, I want to set the backstory of this story okay. before I say, but my uh, father passed away about 15 years ago, and uh, my friend, who is a nurse, took care of him, and he died. He died of liver failure, so his body is swelled up, and his junk area was um, pretty big, I guess, if you want to say. Right, right. And uh, you know, I was standing in the funeral procession line, standing next to my sister, my brother, and my mother, and obviously, you know, we're all crying, and... You know, the whole nine yards. So he comes up to me and uh, says, you know, real quiet in the nursing home, says, that is day, your dad's junk's still bigger than yours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and 
I I lost it. I laughed. I I had to leave the funeral home. <laughs> but my mother and my sister had the like the look of um, I, I disgust. Yeah, uh, it was and my brother who was laughed, but he was pissed, but he laughed again. Uh, it was the funny. I had to leave the nursing home or the funeral parlor. And I couldn't <laughs> wait. Were they were they mad at you or the person for that saying was, it? They were mad at my friend for saying it, but. In the context, it made me laugh. It was uh, it was the funniest thing I ever heard. Of my life. It helped so, you, yeah. 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 So, I, but I can also understand someone being a little uh, put yeah. off by that. But yeah. but it, it is it is what it is. To quote yeah. an earlier caller, <laughs> funerals. You know, you're, you're taking a risk. You may really lighten it up for somebody, but you also might say the exact thing they don't want to hear. So yeah. Better to play it straight. Or if you're going to say it, say it directly to the person you think will enjoy it and don't yeah, say it uh, yeah. to the audience. Oh, my God. Uh, he, comes over every, he comes over every once in a while to the house, and my mom's still like, you know, doesn't, <laughs> she's not mad at him, but she looks at him every once in a while with a... Uh, I was like, Mom, don't worry about it. This junk's not that big anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nice show. Appreciate it, man. All right, well, interesting calls. And uh, listeners, always somebody who said something worse out there, most likely. Um, one more call, actually, and uh, this person has something to proclaim to the world. Is this Nick? Yes, this is Nick. Nick, what did you want to tell everybody? I just want a thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Money Sharks, ladies and gentlemen. And as you see right here, we have another $1,000 winner, and this is Nick. Nick, where are you from, sir? I'm from Pottstown. From Pottstown. How many times, may I ask, have you entered in and uh, tried to win? Probably about seven different times. Seven. Seven different. See, your persistence has paid off. Lucky seven. Stick with it, and it can happen to you. What do you do for a living, Nick? Uh, I'm actually a tow truck driver. A tow truck driver. All right, cool, man. You might want to take the day off now. Yeah, Yeah. enjoy. Listen, man, we appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you playing along with the contest, and it obviously uh, paid off. So uh, enjoy that $1,000, my man, okay? I I definitely will. You guys rock. I appreciate it, buddy. All right, Nick, guys. $1,000, next opportunity, coming up with Pierre Robert around 11 a.m. So get set for that, and we'll tell you exactly what the word is and what you need to do. Pierre will uh, coming up a little later on. We're going to take a break. We good to go with Konechny? Is he coming up next? Yeah, we should uh, probably come right back. All right, we'll come right back. We'll talk to Travis Konechny of the Philadelphia Flyers. MMR's Money Shark. You might be sick of this song, but you're not sick of winning $1,000, are you? And here's your chance to win cash five times a day, weekdays. Tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We give you 15 minutes to text the keyword to a special contest short code, 45911. You can also enter using the MMR mobile app or via WMMR.com, in which case we'll put your name in the hat for a $10,000. Dollar grand prize. MMR's Money Shark. Details at. All right, enough. Stop. Get the entry methods and contest rules at WMMR.com. Brought to you by Horizon Services. 24 7 heating, cooling, and plumbing. And by 933 WMMR. 
You know, I, I don't think it's any secret because there was a press release that came out about it uh, earlier this year. We here, the members of the Preston and Steve show, signed an extension contract, which will uh, take us through. It's good for six years. Yeah. Wonderful sensation. Uh, it's when, great. When you have that kind of, uh, you know. Trust. Yeah. Stability. Stability. Stability and all that stuff. And oddly Poor enough. decision making. Our, <laughs> our next guest has done the same thing. And what's weird is for the it's exact same amount of money. No yeah. 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 Well, coincidence. Yes. A little bit weird. less for him. Him, but uh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I didn't want to embarrass him yeah. before we had him on, but uh, we'll all be in the same city for the next six years for sure. <laughs> That's the great part, which is pretty cool from your Philadelphia Flyers. Travis Connected yeah. is on the line. Hey, Travis, how you doing, man? Uh, good, thanks. How are you? We're, we're doing wonderful. Hey, well, congratulations, man, on the uh, on the contract signing. Yeah, thank you. That's thank awesome. You. So That's stressful, but it's good now. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, honestly. Uh, we know what you're talking about. When leading up to it, we, because we work on a contract as well, yours is probably a little more involved than ours. But yeah, leading up to that stuff, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't know about, right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a lot more work than just uh, you know one or two phone calls going back and forth. There's, uh, there's a lot put into you know each and every phone call before you make it. So yeah, and that process yeah. can be can be energy sucking. But now that that's that's cleared off the plate. You're you're just focused on one thing, and that's uh, you're playing hockey. Yeah, exactly. As soon as it was done, I was uh, I was already in the car on my way, and and uh, I was in the mindset of just getting back and and getting ready to to start the season and and catch up to whatever I missed so far. We don't know what the process is like for players, and I don't know how much you're allowed to talk about or want to talk about. But do you talk to other players? Do you talk to veterans about what it's like to go through contract negotiations? Do you get lessons from guys who've been in the league for a little while? Yeah, I mean, I talked to a few guys on my team that have been through it. Um, I think that the biggest chats that I had were with my agents because they've been through, you know, a handful of these processes with uh, all their players that they have. And um, I, I still, it's one of those things that you can tell everyone, uh, you know, what to expect, but it's always different. You know what I mean? Well, you, you know, and and for us, and, and on the larger thing, uh, you know, it, it's 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 job security, but also we love it here. We love it here, and we know that you. You know, you, you, you when you can say when you can be in a place and be in a place and, and be guaranteed to be there for for a while, it, it makes it so much better. So how how much uh, of uh, did how much did that play into your joy in signing this contract, being here in Philadelphia? Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's such a great city to be a part of, and like to be in a professional uh, sports team in Philadelphia, it's uh, it's incredible. They hold you to a high standard. They want you to be the best you can be, and. Um, you know, and I and I think personally, we have some of the best fans in the world, and, and uh, we have an opportunity to do great things here. So it was nice to be able to settle in for six years. It's funny, uh, Travis, because as we, hey, we by the way, I might uh, you might lose me for a sec. I have some construction. <laughs> all right, all right. We won't think you're being rude if we do that. Yeah, to, to that point, we've always said that the, the fan base here is incredibly, uh, incredibly loyal, and, uh, and and you know. It seems that a lot of players who you know who end up finishing their careers here love to stay around and be a, a part of it. So I think we're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> so right, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you yeah, now. We got you. you can disregard that question. It was worth it just to hear the jackhammer. I love it. Hey, I, I do have I do have a question. You know, you guys, any athlete gets the standard questions usually, and sometimes you get standard responses, and I totally understand that. So I'm gonna quite I'm gonna ask you a a non standard question. I don't know if you've ever had this before in your career. All right. Because here we are in here we are in the preseason. We're just getting started. You guys are playing. You're hosting the Bruins tonight. Everything's fresh and new and ready to go. By the end of the season, 
which part of all your equipment is the most stinky? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, I mean, I think gloves, to be honest. The gloves! But it would be the gloves, but we interchange them a lot. So, I mean, they don't get too bad, but... Uh, Shin pads, probably, maybe owl pads, because you keep them. Like, those are kind of pieces of equipment you don't want to get rid of. You, you kind of like the comfortability. So okay. They get, uh, they get old quick. I do remember of a guy, and I remember who it was, a friend of mine said he had uh, caught an interview with a with a, uh, an NHL player and said that he, he really liked his gloves to get good and smelly because when he would get up close to another player and he would get his glove up in their face and he'd call it giving them the stinky glove. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. Those around the league, though. You, you know the guys. You know what you should probably do then? Keep chicken cutlets in your gloves and let them rot over the season. <laughs> <laughs> That might be something to do. All, all those little. Tr- I wanted to ask you, with obviously the big contract and, and so on and so forth, is there one thing that you thought to yourself, okay, it's it's pretty good now. I, I'm I'm going to splurge and get myself something that I've wanted. Uh, I don't know. Not not really. I don't think. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do anything too outstanding. I might get. Uh, Maybe a new golf set next summer. New golf okay. set is cool. Yeah, you're not yeah, really I need a... a new golf set. I'm not. I, I mean, I don't really need anything else. I don't. I'm not a big car guy. Uh, maybe get my parents something. I'm, I'm a that's not. Is that, that's all good. That's you're, that's cool. You're not like a, a toy guy. Like you know, a guy who buys just stuff that you know. I mean, like Steve buys these uh, Batman figures, collectible <laughs> Batman figures, and I'm, I'm a drummer, so I'm always looking to spend money on on stuff for drums. But you don't have like a hobby or a toy. Uh, I mean, golf's kind of my hobby. So. Okay. Golf, well, that's yeah. a good hobby. Yeah, I remember, uh, I think JVR bought a boat for him and his family when when he signed a contract. Um, and maybe you know, Travis, who's the guy on the Golden Knights on Vegas that drives that Lambo to and from the arena? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe Carlson? I, I, I'm not sure. But he shows up in style. <laughs> and, and, like, he he's the guy that wears the fanciest suits and drives the fanciest car. And he's driving and tooling around up and down the strip in Vegas. And he's the guy that kind of, you know, he likes to be seen. You're not that guy. Well, like, in, in the PGA, uh, Ian Poulter okay. is, is that guy. And if you is follow, it? yeah, yeah, he, dude, he's, he, he owns Ferraris and he likes to pull up in them and have people see him. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's not you. you you're, you're, you're a golf guy. How's your game? Uh... It's. I mean, it got better towards the end of the summer. Um, right now, it's probably not too good. I haven't played, so. Is it? Let me ask you. Is it? Is it? Can you pick up bad habits from golf that would port into hockey, or do they? Or do they both? I think it's the other way around. The other way around. The other way around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't play golf, so. If you were to golf after your hockey season, it's. Uh, more or less, you're translating it into like a, ho- a hockey swing kind of thing. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. I played. I played with uh, Scotty Hartnell one time, and oh. he did that. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He swung it like a hockey that stick, part? man. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and did he throw I mean, his he, gloves off? He, he could hit it a ton. Yeah. Uh, it would just be three fairways to the right. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Who's the best golfer on the team, Travis? Uh. I don't know. There's a few guys that I, I haven't played with. I, I've heard uh, G's pretty good golfer. I know Patty's good when he's on his game. So I, I don't know. We'll have to uh, we'll have to see next summer. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I give Danny a shout out just because he's sitting in the front seat here, giving me the eye. <laughs> Wait, who's sitting with you? Danny and Patty are in the car. Oh, well, tell him we said hi. 
Yeah, they say hi here. They're, I, I think they had the station on there giving me a hard time when I got there, it. There you go. Yeah, uh, let them finish their breakfast sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, going into the game uh, tonight, you guys, you know, uh, preseason. How how does that uh, how does that translate for NHL versus say some other sports like NFL? Because you know, you don't, obviously you don't want to get hurt. You want to you want to kind of ease into the season, or do you go out and play like it's uh, you know like you're midway in the season? I mean, I don't think uh, you still want to go out and give a good effort, but I don't think, um, you know, anyone's going to be going out and, and laying, you know, huge hits or putting themselves uh, in harm's way to, to get hurt or something like that. I think preseason for us is more or less uh, being open to make mistakes and try to learn the uh, the new systems and, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of get all the cobwebs out. It's, it's not too much about... Uh, you know, doing uh, the the crazy hits and four checks and that stuff. You still want to get your feet going and, and get ready for uh, game one, but you don't want to do it in a, in a way you could potentially get hurt. Yeah. And game one will be in the Czech Republic. When do you guys leave to head to Europe? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. We're uh, we're all looking forward to that. When are you leaving? Um, I'm not sure the exact day we're leaving. Actually, I haven't really looked at the schedule yet. And are you ending up in Lucerne, Switzerland as well? I think I think that's where we start. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Now the travel is wonderful, and and you know it's cool to go do that. But it's it's got to be a big energy suck in a way too. How do you how do you deal with uh, you know the, compensating for the time and staying on your game and all that? Yeah, I'm not too sure. It's I mean it's kind of my first time uh, not overseas, but um, you know in this kind of situation, and we're going over to play one game. I'm sure. You know, we have a team of uh, doctors and stuff that, that know how to get us prepared and, um, you know, doing the, the proper sleep patterns and hydration to get us ready for the, the game over there. All yeah. right. Yeah, it's a different animal. Well, listen, man, we wanted uh, number one, we're excited about the season getting underway. Uh, number two, we're excited to see you signing the deal and uh, that you're going to be in Philly for a while. It's very cool. And you were nice enough to come out uh, to our Camp Out for Hunger uh, food drive uh, last year, and we appreciate that. So, uh, you know, we love the fact that you're getting involved in the community and, and uh, helping out, and we hope to see you out at at, uh, at that event again if you can make it out this year. But we'll talk to you down the road about that a bit. But we wanted to say thanks. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me, too. Any, love being on here. Anytime, brother. Well, listen, uh, have a good game tonight, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you in the very near future, all right? All right. Sounds good. Take care, brother. Yeah, Travis yeah. Kennedy. Yeah. Good for That's him. awesome. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's in a good spot. Or uh, so a six-year deal, thirty-three million dollar contract, uh, five point five million. It's, it's it's so interesting that your you know your salary is out there for anybody and everybody to see and comment on and <laughs> complain about or or uh, praise or whatever it may be. You know? Well, if you, re- if you remember a couple of years ago when Todd Harriman had signed a big contract extension. Yeah. And uh, I texted him. I said, hey, can you bring us some coffee and donuts? And he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for Travis, it's probably listening in the car right now. The bar's been set now. Yeah. yeah. We love Duncan. Yeah, we do. We run on Duncan. We run on Duncan. Duncan. Well, Damn it. All right. Well, uh, we got a couple minutes oh. uh, to chat about some stuff. Well, then let's chat away. Um, I saw this. I noticed this, actually. You did? Did well, you see it or I notice wanna, it? I saw it. No, I didn't notice it. You're the sir. I, I didn't notice it. I don't want to I don't want to waste a notice. I'm the, I'm the scener. We might need the noticer tomorrow. All right, yeah. We'll see. Right, oh, well, hang on. If he just saw it, then maybe he's the... What is this? The seeker, maybe? The seeker. Oh, like a quick... But you were you looking for this, or did you come across it? Were you seeking this? No, I wasn't seeking it. That's no. not like, but I do like this song. Uh, so... He's the seeker! 
According to data from the University of Michigan's Health and Retirement Study, when kids in America fly the coop, they don't fly very far. On average, how how on average, hmm. how many miles do you think adults live from their parents or uh, their their mothers more specifically? I'll take a guess. Yeah. Five miles. Five miles. Yeah, on say? average, I'm gonna say pretty close. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna go a little more than you, Steve. Ten. Okay. Mm. Anybody else want to guess? I'm going to go with five miles. Five miles. Seven miles. Wow. Now nah, it's 18 miles. Eight miles. Okay. So Which we're is all actually right. a lot closer than I would have guessed because I live... You live far. Hundreds, thousands of miles away from my parents, actually. Yeah. We kind of migrate together. We, you know, like I was the first mm-hmm. to move away and then... Everybody followed and came to the same town that I live in. Everybody right. lives in Conchie? Yeah. Well, really? my, my parents live in East Narden, which is See, right down that, the street. But It's funny that you say move away. See, moving away to me oh, to yeah. go... is another state. Uh, another, time zone. Yeah, another time zone, something like that. Moving away. Yeah, but it, but if, if you're going by this and how many exactly. miles, it was too far. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. So 18 miles. Yeah, yeah. 18 miles mm. is where the av- average uh, that you live from your mom. And researchers tend to focus on mothers because they are often the caregivers and generally live longer than their male counterpart. I yeah. live so close to my brother that he flew a drone from his house to mine and took video inside my back door. Shut up. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. You go. And then sent it to me and said, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm going to try and find out how far. Did he fly that from Bridgeport? No, uh, my okay. other brother lives okay. in Conshohocken. All right. I'm like, dude, that's a pretty badass drone. <laughs> I can fly my drone a couple of miles, and then if you wear the... <laughs> I'm such an idiot. If you wear the uh, the headset, you yeah. can be watching it, you know, through the camera on the drone. Right. But I, I'm not a big fan of flying it out of eyesight, you know, but people do it all the time. Marissa? I bumped into an old friend just last weekend, and I was like, hey, how's the family? How's everyone doing? Um, he, the, the person that I was friends with had lived right next to his parents, and this guy was like, well, just like the family, I bought a house three doors down from my parents. There you so go. they're all mm-hmm. literally on the same exact block. Yeah, I had. Uh, I remember when I first started dating my wife, and I was um, went over to her parents for Christmas Eve, and um, she goes, "Hey, later on, we're all gonna uh, we're all gonna go over to my grandmother's house." I was like, "Okay, all right." So <laughs> I'm getting ready for us <laughs> a trip. To, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. getting ready for us to load up in the car. We're right. gonna go en masse. There's like you know right. a dozen of yeah. us, and, and, and we'll, we'll put it in the GPS. We'll go to grandmother's. <laughs> We walked across the street. Yeah. I mean, all across, not not two doors down, yeah. across the street, across the street. I'm like, everybody was okay. gathering their coats and yeah. stuff. I thought we were going for a little excursion. Well, you think, um, you know, you get married and you move away in with your wife. I have a friend that just got married and they bought a new house. Right. And they're moving right across the street from his parents. Wow. So in many ways, listen, that can be wonderful. I mean, you have, you know, that sense of family and so on and so forth. And for many others, I think they need a little bit more of a disconnect to... We regularly go, thank God we don't live in the same town (laughs) as our families because uh, there's a certain amount of drama uh, that happens. And we are, you know, a couple steps removed Removed. from that. And we don't have to get directly involved in the, the, uh, you know... The back talk and all that stuff. So. Yeah, it, it's uh, if there's a flight involved, you're safe. Yeah. I just, uh, Googled it. My parents live 11.2 miles from my house, so I think I'm sort of in the average area. What yeah. about your house compared to where you grew up from? From? Grew up. Where I grew up? Yeah. At? From? from? B. In. Where you grew up? Be? I grew up in Paoli. <laughs> okay. 
So do that real quick. Have a my, good flight. It's close. <laughs> my house, Have a good flight. My house is 7.4 miles from the house that I grew up in. Okay. M- my mommy lives in heaven. <laughs> Wait a minute. She's with you all the time. She's so, with me all the time. Wait, so your your house you grew up in, you're only seven some odd miles from the house? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so the analysis found also found that only 20% of Americans live more than a few hours from their parents by car. Only 20%. I'm honestly, I'm surprised wow. that. Yeah. I lived a different life than you guys did. So, yeah. You were um, a nomad, a, a mountain man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I'm a traveler riding the rails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dealing in uh, pelts. Uh, my uh, older brother lives, I don't even know, like two miles from, from me right now. You've never flown a drone over I've there? I've never flown a drone over there. <laughs> he, um, he, so he works out in, in Collegeville, and he had talked about, like, they, they thought about moving out to that area because they had lived in, in Aston in a townhome, and then when they moved... Uh, Collegeville Limerick area was was uh, you know on the you know the list of places where they could have moved, and I think that would have changed everything. If he would have left and lived in Montgomery County, that would have you'd like, be a woman. It, probably not. Okay, okay. Um, but it would have cleared things up for the rest of us. You know, yeah. yeah I interesting. Sort of. That's an like, interesting dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he would have lived out there, like I could have potentially lived out there as well. Huh. You know, but oh, you, know, you think that? Yeah, because you, so, you might follow suit and say, yeah. "Oh, that's interesting," and have your okay. Yes, I can see would that. It, would it have been just to be in close proximity? Um, not necessarily. I, okay. I, I think uh, I like I love Montgomery County. I went to school out there. Yeah. I love where you live. It's more open. You know, more. <laughs> Drone flying. More drone it. flying and all that sort <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. You love Montgomery County, but you love I Delco. There lust you go. Yeah. over Delco. Right. You many times I've finished on Delco's finished on, back. On, no. Yes. A lot. A lot. Like most of the time. How many of your friends, uh, all of you guys growing up, would you um, for me, most of my high school friends, a lot of my high school friends moved away for college and they're in their twenties, but I would say 60 to 70% of them moved, moved, moved back. back here. Yeah, yeah, me and, too. And part of the reason why they moved back here was, A, the schools, uh, a lot of the schools in our area are fantastic. Yep. And, B, child care with your parents is becomes essential. It, it does. There, there's so much. And there, there's an article in the yeah. um, in the Inquirer today about uh, uh, you know people moving out of the city proper yeah. but staying in the general area for, because of school quality and so on and so forth. But, yes, and that, that, that makes sense. A lot of people that I know who have, have moved down – from New York, which is where I'm initially from, love it here. And stayed. And stay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm 32 miles from where I grew up. Okay. Yeah, oh, I'm uh, wow. 9.5. As All the right. drone flies. Yes. Uh, Nick, I have <laughs> literally one friend from grade school, high school that does not live in Delco. And he used one? to. One. Wow. And he literally, ju- literally, literally. Ju- just moved to like Cherry Hill like a year and a half ago. Yeah, my my dad, when we, so when my mom passed away, we we were with our dad for just a little bit in the house we grew up in, and then he moved to Dallas. Yeah. And and, uh, that's where his job was, and he'd been commuting for my mother, and uh, so that just, everything sort of went into, you know, that dynamic where... Where are we going to go now? My mom and dad had moved from Kentucky. They they moved to Tennessee. That's where they had me and my sister, and then when they moved... Uh, my mom's uh, brothers and sister moved to Tennessee, and then we moved to St. Louis, and then the brothers and sister then moved to St. Louis. Huh. And so, and then when my mom and sister moved to Florida, my mom's sister moved down to Florida. So they they uh, followed them. They follow. Hmm. They follow us. I can and, understand. And brothers did too. You can understand why that is the case. You know, um, but um, Kathy, who was, I'm sorry to interrupt. Kathy, who was the first to to leave? 
For me? Where you grew up, yeah, because you, you all were. now live around each other, Yeah, right? it was me. So everybody followed you. Yeah, and then my brother came, and, and my parents were, um, you know, still left in Levittown, and we were kind of like, okay, let's... Time to go. Like we, you told them that. I think we kind of pushed them along okay. uh, to do it, but yeah, yeah. and then they yeah, we all like, fanned out. I mean, my so my my older brother's, here. you know, uh, he, he's down in uh, in Virginia, and uh, my uh, dad's my, in Texas. My dad's in Texas. My brother's in uh, in California. So you know, I thought he was in Arizona. No, he was a singer. He was a singer. No, he was a dancer. <laughs> no, he was a dancer. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, the, the close proximities are a result of families who rely on each other for support, both financially and practically. Yeah. Americans have become less and less mobile over the course of the last few decades, in particular those with less education and lower incomes. Uh, so you want me to go to caller one? Yeah. yeah. One call, yeah. Hi, Jessica. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Jessica? Okay. So... <laughs> We moved actually right next door just recently to my boyfriend's parents' house. And, like, for most people, they'd probably be like, oh, man, that's got to suck. But I love his parents. We get along great. But we went to go buy a couch at a furniture store, I won't name. And um, as the woman is trying to sell the the couch to us, she uh, asked for my boyfriend's ID. He hands it over. And she goes, oh, is this your current address? And he goes, no, but... Uh, it's on the same street. It's uh, actually right next door. And she just goes bug-eyed <laughs> and rolls her eyes. And I'm like, and I just give this nervous laugh like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's right next to his parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> well, the perception is you're like a m- mama's boy, right? Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, she thinks I'm dating a mama's boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you're cool with it. I'm I'm cool with it. It works out great for us. I mean, it's like having well, a depot next right right next. So, to yeah, how often do you buy furniture? You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, like yeah. it's a good thing. Though. All right, thanks for your call, Jessica. I appreciate of course, it. Of course, but... By the way, the median distance from mom is farthest on the west coast. So, and and in the mountain states. So that's where you will find the distance farthest between anybody who lives from their mother. My mom lives on the highest mountain. <laughs> and in the northeast, uh, it's actually uh, closest. Where we are, in fact, our state, Pennsylvania, is the closest of all the states in America where people will live to their huh. mother. Isn't, huh. that, isn't that part of the Pennsylvania song, Steve? Pens. <laughs> we live close to our mothers. We live close to our mothers, but we don't have to see. Yeah. Uh, and also New York is the same way. Yes. Uh, and and you'll see it in the South as well. Well, a lot of times there, you don't even know who your mother is. Uh, yeah, so the, the research center found that 37% of Americans have... Never lived outside of their hometown. Mm. That's, that's a lot. 37% have never lived outside of their hometown. 57% have never left their home state. I lo- Well, that's something that I love like about uh, in the area of Roxborough and uh, Maniunk and in that general area where I am right now. A lot of people have grew up and lived their entire lives in that area. Mm-hmm. And it has that feel. It's very yeah. cool. But, you know, like... We like what we like. You we know, do. You, you think about the amount of people that will go out to eat and always get the same thing. It's yeah. Like, you know, for well, some people that's that's, true. that's all yeah. you need, and for others they they want something else. Or I'm I'm glad that I've lived in other um, you states. know states, and and you get a taste of the cultures are a little yeah. bit different in different cities and different states. And I've 
not only visited some places, I've lived in other places. And obviously, you learn more about a place when you stay there long term. Uh, yes. And so I've, I'm happy that I've had that experience. Coming to Philadelphia for me was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, and I spent, I got the chance to sample every, I've been to every state in the union, you yeah. know, and, and, and checked out everything. A lot of great stuff out there. It's but pretty, this has been obviously been a good move. Yeah, for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> the and the you, fact that both of you guys. Moves here has really worked out for me. <laughs> um, on a personal note, are, are you press? Are you surprised that you're still here in Philadelphia? Um, just because of the transient nature of our business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you were a mountain man. Let's remember that. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm not surprised that, uh, given the choice to stay here, that I've stayed here. No, yeah. I, I love it here. Yeah, I, I really do. It's great. I mean, me it's just there's a lot of things to love about this area. Uh, that doesn't mean that I don't miss it. Well, the arts in Philadelphia. So, oh, you're going to love the arts in Philadelphia. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it, there aren't things that I love about the other places that sure. I've lived, too. So. But I think I would fall into that last ca- category of not, I mean, I was born in New York, but I spent the majority of my life in the state of Pennsylvania. I've moved around Pennsylvania, but for the most part, it's been one state. How long were you in, how old were you when you moved from New York? Mm, maybe I was three or four. Yeah, so you don't really remember. Your mother just put you pieces. in that basket and floated you down the river. Right, exactly. <laughs> Wave goodbye to Janis Joplin and hit the road. But you said moved around Pennsylvania. It's all been in within the 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 zone of of Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, interesting. Well, uh, 18 miles is about where it is average uh, for adults who move away. It's interesting. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Let's have you come out to the party tonight. I have two of these passes left, uh, two pairs of passes left. I'm going to give away one right now. For the sorority party tonight and Kathy's Bitch Box Part 3 that takes place. Uh, 6 o'clock, but as Kathy was saying, there's a, the, a beer garden. They're going to have it open at 5 o'clock. You can show up and kind of pregame a little bit before our event if you want. Go do that because, yeah. honestly, we know that's going to be around rush hour time. Traffic can get dicey. If you can possibly get an early start, you get there, relax, you're going to have a better time because everything gets underway at 6 and the fashion show is fairly early, right? Yeah, yeah. we're going to do it at 7. Yeah. And since uh, it was 18 miles from mom, we'll take caller 18 at 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Harris of Philadelphia it officially starts at 6, but get there early. Fashion show at 7. All the goodies in this. Kathy said bring a tote bag with you. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we'll take, you have to be female 21. Those are the requirements. And your guest has to be female 21 as well. So call right now. We are going to take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. We'll get another shot of the beef file, so don't go far. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, Real quick, shout out before we do the Bizarre Follow Don't Mind. I got this from uh, Bill, who lives in Hilltown. Bill is uh, one of the construction workers here at uh, One Bella Plaza that I see every morning when I come in. He's already sitting outside taking his break, ready to get back to work after that. Uh, he he asked me to do a shout out for the Rexinger family, Bill, Heather, and Kellen, and apparently they are regular podcasters. Listen all the time. Awesome. Or shout out if you would. All right, thank you very much. All right, uh, if you're ready for the bizarre file, say butthole. butthole. I guess you're ready. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right, brought to you by Delaware Valley University. The Delaware Valley University Masters in Criminal Justice is 100% online. 
Apply now and start this spring, delval.edu slash CJ. Well, as if running a marathon isn't hard enough, a mom crossed the finish line pushing her three kids in a stroller. Synthony Arnold managed to conquer the race, listen to this, in just over three hours. Wow, pushing a stroller. Despite having to push a three-kid load and push chair all together weighing 185 pounds. That's unreal. Is it possible this was a motorized stroller? <laughs> and she was actually just being dragged. Pull, pulling her along? <laughs> uh, the 35-year-old finished in three hours, 11 minutes after pushing her children, who were 6'4 and 1 years old, throughout the entire race. One, one kid was 6'4? Women's Health Magazine. No, they were 6'4 oh. and 1 years old. Uh, Women's Health Magazine reports that the mom's feet at the Missoula Marathon means that she has unofficially broken the Guinness World Record for fastest marathon ran while pushing a triple-person stroller. Uh, She told Runner's World Magazine that her kids enjoy the race as much as she did. Uh, While the mom powers through her paces, the three kids often take a nap while it's going on. Uh, The crowd was amazingly supportive. She said, I was moved by how many people were cheering me. And knew what my goal was on race day. One woman called out, I've been reading about you all year. Go, Mom. Last year, she uh, broke the record for the fastest half marathon while pushing a triple stroller at the Missoula Half Marathon. And in this year's marathon, uh, she faced the dual challenge of finishing the 26.2-mile race uh, in under four hours and six minutes, all the while pushing her older heavier children, and she did it in less than three hours, now, man. the trick is, can she do an Ironman competition uh, with the swimming? Swim with them on her back. <laughs> uh, she reportedly began training for the marathon last winter on with uh, 20-mile trial runs, uh, and she switched between training alone and taking your kids along for the runs, usually limited to about 10 miles. She reportedly only completed uh, one 17-mile long run with her three kids in the push chair. Before attempting the marathon, I got to make sure that's right. Three hours, Is that yeah. in, because in here it says four oh six. Anyway, well then let's just say seven hours. Yeah, it was uh, roughly seven hours. No, so, but know. those uh, those jogging strollers that yeah. you see the bit with the big wheels on it, they book along. Yeah, they do. We used to have one. A dramatic video showed a toddler who had crawled out of a 13th floor New York City apartment window before his teenage sister managed to save him. The three-year-old child was seen on video resting on top of an air conditioning unit oh jutting out of the window God. of a Brox apartment window below. Yeah. Horrific. Yeah, in the video, which it's like was, baby's day out. <laughs> which was shot from the ground below. Was there a gorilla in <laughs> uh, People can be heard yelling and attempting to encourage the child to go back inside. Uh, Jennifer Mayers, who recorded the video, said it was unbelievable and that her heart was in panic. Uh, she also took action, running into the building to bang on the apartment door. She said, we just rushed inside because uh, the family had no idea that the baby was outside. Uh, the child's mother said that she had been cooking dinner and periodically checked on her toddler and his older brother, who were watching TV in the uh, living room. Her child had pushed out a plastic covering connected to their AC unit and crawled out of the window. Oh, man. Uh, she tearfully expressed gratitude to her teenage daughter, who was credited with grabbing the child before he could fall. Wow. Deputies arrested a naked man on Thursday after a bizarre rampage in which he allegedly broke in and vandalized a church and then ran out onto the freeway. The incident began around 9 a.m. at the Church of the Nazarene when the suspect, Kit Kipnis, uh, was seen on surveillance footage breaking in through a window. Kit, what are you up to? Pastor Josh Johnson said that he heard the glass shatter and called 911 when an alarm went off. I'm naked! He said the suspect 
had used a fire extinguisher and was listening to a radio. Johnson said the radio was on full blast as the man vandalized the back part of the church, writing his mother's personal information on... Try to se- win money, shark! He, was, <laughs> he wrote his mother's personal information on several chairs. What? I don't What's that about? Uh, the intruder, who the pastor said had no ties to the church, and ran out onto the freeway, stripping off his clothes in the process. A deputy located the suspect on the freeway. The deputy and passersby had detained him. Uh, by the time he was arrested, he had stripped down to nothing but what appeared to be a sports bra <laughs> as underwear. <laughs> he was wearing a sports bra. And ranting about the government. Okay. So, yeah. He's an odd guy. All right. One last story, and then we will wrap it up. Uh, some people are afraid of bears and roller coasters, and others are afraid of food. April Griffiths has severe food phobia and experiences extreme anxiety at the thought of eating anything other than a cheese sandwich. That's all she eats? Yeah, she's from cheese a, sandwiches. a town in England and says, every time I attempt to try new things, I have a panic attack. My whole body begins to shake, and I am terribly nervous. I've tried to eat pea-sized portions of rice, pasta, or vegetables. I have never been able to swallow it without throwing up. Wow. Why, why cheese sandwiches? Any idea? Don't know. She says that she's gone through years. Because I like cheese. Uh, she... <laughs> why do you think that is? Because I like cheese. Uh, she says I she... don't like beans or pasta. She's gone through years of counseling and has been unable to overcome her phobia. And I'm being told to wrap it up. So that's all we have in the Bizarre Fop. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Don't forget Word of the Week prize. We've got the letter today coming up in a little while. Very cool setup at Dorney Park. I'll tell you about that in a little while. Uh, before we vacate for the day, we'll probably have another chance for you to win some tickets. I think we have some left in the bitch box. We might have one pair left. I'm not going to do it now because now we're going to do the lesson question. But just giving you a heads up that there is a pair left. If you do want to go to the party, you need to listen closely. But in the meantime... We're going to ask a question about today's program, and if you've been paying attention and you know the answer, then you're going to have to call in because we'll have a pair of sweet tickets for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway on October 6th. And let me see here. What about this one? Which sitcom starring Sly Stallone will have him reboot one of his characters from the 80s? It's not one of his characters from the... Well, yeah, kind of sort of, I guess so. 215-263-WMMR. Which sitcom starring Sly Stallone will have him reboot one of his characters from the 80s? Let's see if you know. 215-263-WMMR. Don't bother guessing, okay, because uh, it's very specific. And uh, you had to have been listening. While you're calling in to answer that, we will do the Hollywood trash, and that happens right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Alright, let's get some stories. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Khloe Kardashian uh, having a little bit of fun with sister Kendall Jenner's new blonde hair on Twitter saying she looks fantastic because she now looks more like her. Not to be outdone, Kendall responded by calling Khloe a mutant gorilla bitch. Wow! Oh my god. That seemed a little harsh. 
During the Bachelor in Paradise finale, host Chris Harrison revealed that Hannah Brown's ex, Pete Weber, will star on season 24 of The Bachelor. Weber says that the long list of failures to find real love on The Bachelor has not deterred him. On the contrary, he's a moron. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, British singer Sam Smith issuing a statement on Friday asking to be referred to by the gender-neutral pronouns they or them. Sam also took the opportunity to announce they have changed their name to Swill McChunkblower. Hollywood wow. Trash. All right. A lot uh, of changes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Let's see if we can get an answer to this question. Uh, which sitcom starring Sly Stallone will have him reboot one of his characters from the 1980s? And I will go to uh, Anthony. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Darka, Darka, Darka. Darka, sir. Do me a favor. Tell me what uh, sitcom starring Sly will have him reboot one of his characters from the 1980s. Cobra Matters. Cobra Matters. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hang on a second, Anthony. What was the catchphrase uh, from Cobra Matters? You remember? Did I do that? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely correct. So for Anthony, we have a uh, pair of tickets in a suite at the 100th race at Dover International Speedway on October 6th, and NASCAR returns to Dover October 4th through the 16th. And tickets start at 50 bucks, and kids' tickets are as low as $10. You can get yours today at DoverSpeedway.com. We're ready for music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, we're going to start with uh, Tool. Uh, drummer Danny Carey said in a new interview... Uh, that the band has tons of material that could be used on the follow-up to the just-released Fear Inoculum. Oh, my God. Can you believe you that? 88 minutes of material, and you still have more? Yeah, and the fact that they spent a gazillion yeah. years in between albums, you would think they'd do the same thing again. But no, they've got a lot ready. As if what the future holds for the group, Carrie said, my hope is we get in and knock out another record. He said, we have tons of material. It's not going to take... Uh, 12 years, or if it does, I'll probably be so old, I probably can't pick up my sticks anymore. But my hope is that we'll do another record and just keep moving forward. He said the group will probably tour behind Fear Inoculum for two or three years at least, adding that the new LP is the last of its current contract. Uh, He said that's a good feeling, and I hope that it will be motivational in the writing process. Lizzie Hale says that uh, she, too, has a lot of new songs uh, for the band's next studio album. Asked about recording both a new LP and another en- entry in the band's series of cover EPs, of covers EPs, I should say. Hale said, we're kind of planning on all those things. We're going to take some time, and we're going to do an EP and a couple of surprises, and I'm not actually allowed to talk about right now, but they are in the works as She well. did mention when she was doing an interview with us that she was going to cover Space People, Steve. Really? Yes, as a matter of fact. Uh, the band is about to record a secret project. They come from space. And that no, must be it. Their tour with Godsmack will kick off on Friday. A song from the Killers and Green Day have been deemed among the most dangerous to listen to while driving. Huh. Researchers conducted a study at the South China University of Technology and have determined that songs with 120 beats per minute or higher are more likely to make you drive faster and risk dangerous maneuvers. That's funny because I was wondering which way it would go if it was something more um, likely to... 
put you asleep or relax you and make you less alert. You're you're saying that the test revealed that something that gets you more aggressive, correct, is going to be more of an issue. Yep, interesting. Uh, Green Day's American Idiots, uh, The Killers, Mr. Brightside, join Tracks and Peck. You know what? I have the full list here. So I've or the top five: uh, American Idiot, Party in the USA from Miley Cyrus. <laughs> what? Casey? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you love that song? I do. Party in the USA. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Brightside by The Killers, uh, The Chainsmokers Don't Let Me Down, and Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run, are on this list. Okay. That's a Uh, good driving song. The top five safest songs. We've got tonight. No. uh, Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Huh. Which is interesting because, like, the last quarter of that song is really driving. Yes, it is. It's uh, it's heavy. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge. Uh, Drake, God's Plan. God's Plan. God's Plan. <laughs> That's what he just mumbles the whole thing. Really? God's yeah. Uh, and then uh, Toto's Africa is one of the safest. I love it. And uh, Khalid. Is this DJ Khalid? No, nah, it's just Khalid. Oh, Khalid. There's two. Yeah, DJ Khalid and then Khalid. Okay. Another one. Another one. Yes, uh, two. Location <laughs> is the name of the song. So those are your safest songs to listen to. Uh, yes, there it is. I know you will. Now, this could be dangerous. <laughs> uh, the participants in the study drove along a simulated six-lane road while listening to a variety of music. The average number of times these participants switched lanes was 20, 20 times in a time frame of 70 minutes. But that number almost doubled while drivers were listening to rock music and their speed also increased by an Average of five miles per hour over the speed limit. There you go. The lead researcher said the findings are useful for the development of effective driver education strategies, in particular a publicity program that could enhance public awareness of the negative impact of music listening on driving performance. I bet you fish is pretty safe to drive to, right? Oh, maybe. (laughs) I I thought he was going to sing a song. Sound like we were in church for a moment, yeah. didn't it? Oh, the tires are the things on your car that make contact with the road. That's a fish song. Is it? Oh, oh yeah. there you go. See, I knew it. I knew it. The tires on your car are the things that make contact with the road? Tires are the things on your car oh. that make contact with the road. Okay. With the road. Yep. The car is a thing on the road that takes you back to your abode. Everybody! <laughs> <laughs> Deep lyrics. <laughs> you all know the words. Come on, hey, everybody! God, Casey, I think you reversed your Khalid's. Oh, did I? Yeah. Now, guess who cares? <laughs> this guy, <laughs> not me. No, the guy with the eight five six area code. Oh, okay. Yeah. Khalid, DJ, yeah. Am I an a hole for uh, no, 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 oh, no, just, no, no okay, it's all cool. good. All right, no, you're cool. good. DJ Khaled, right? And Khalid, Khalid, yeah. Okay. Cool. Come on. Okay. I think we've all learned something here today. Yeah. That the. Tires are the thing on your car. <laughs> they make contact they make with the contact road. With the road. Uh-huh. Yep. Get you back to your boat. Everybody! Uh, <laughs> all right, there you go. That's what I have for you in uh, Music News this morning. Let's give away those last pair of tickets now. We waited till the very end here, folks. Bitch Box Party Part 3 tonight. The much-coveted curated kit by Kathy Romano. Let me throw a few more yeah. sounds that was good. in there. Thank you. 
Uh, we're going to Harrah's in Philadelphia, and we will be there. It starts at 6. It's 6 to 8 officially. It's kind of an early event. But you can get there even earlier if you want to make sure that you get there on time. And don't miss, like the fashion show and all of the uh, uh, the vendors there. Uh, so we'll take caller number 27 at 215-263-WMMR. You have to be 21 and female, and you'll be in the sorority, and yes, you will get the opportunity to get those wonderful products tonight that Kathy has picked out. So, and cookies! 215-263-WMMR is the number. On your car that make contact with the road. Oh, it's kind of jokey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The tires are the things on your car that make contact with the road. That's lounging. Yeah. Okay. They did it on purpose. The right. tires are the things on your car that make Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> oh, there is a sing along at the end of I that. Have no doubt. <laughs> How does that go? Everybody singing that uh, that song. <laughs> that song. Oh, and yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break, and uh, we'll come back in a second. Pierre should be here. We'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week prize. So stay with us. WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Good Mess. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com keyword local shots. The Good Mess. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks our world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The fun radio show today. It's been a lot of fun, I yeah. enjoyed our program all the way from the Money Shark giveaway earlier to uh, having Travis Konechny on from the Flyers. So it was nice to have. He's a happy young man. Yeah, he just signed a six-year, $33 million deal, and he's, what, 22 years old? Yep. God, I was mm-hmm. 25 before I signed my first $30 million deal. Yeah, yeah, I know, but they're doing it younger every year, I Steve. know. Uh, Flyers host the Bruins tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, preseason hockey. It officially begins. The full season begins on October 4th against the Blackhawks, and they'll be in the Czech Republic for that. So uh, excited for hockey, personally, I am. Uh, new Daily Rush video, if you haven't heard, Woody Allen is the new Captain America. It's true. Uh, or, or had been considered. Yeah, and you can watch it now at uh, PrestonandSteve.com. So when you get the opportunity, please do that. Uh, Pierre is stepping into the studio and getting set for a day of broadcasting. Hey, man. Tires are the things that keep your baby car on the road. Yeah, yeah, baby car. And it takes you and carries your load right back to your abode so that you can unload and have um, and watch out for the toads yeah. on the roads yeah. because you don't want to squash them uh, because that would be uncode. Have it spray up on your chode. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Wash them. I, I've got that car, that song stuck in my head. Of course. It would explode. Um, it would explode. The best part about that song is, is my, my, my daughter does not care for fish very much. And I had her friends in the car, and I played that song for them, and they loved it. That's great. And they all sing it, and she's like, oh. oh, oh. Uh, you got to yeah. drive a wedge between her and her friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what a dad should do. Uh, yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, oh. yeah. Yep. All right. Hell uh, yeah, bro. So, okay. That was long. Like a long nothing happening. 
<laughs> if, I, I, you've sometimes. known me long enough to know there's a lot of long nothing. No, no, but it wasn't just you. It was like all of us yeah. involved. Well, there's those moments where you just don't know what to say. <laughs> I was reciting the rosary. <laughs> I was thinking of toes. To make it all end. Yeah. Do you remember the Glory B? Because I do I not. I don't. Re- okay, me neither. No. Re- what? Really? The what? Uh, there's there in the rosary. There's three prayers. There's Glory be to the Father and to Son and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever there shall, shall be, be world, world without, without end. Amen. Amen. Okay, we got it. Yeah, we went to Catholic school. <laughs> yeah. Can you do the whole rosary though? I, went I to there's one school. I can't do. There's one prayer that I need my mom's help. Yeah. Look what happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> do you know any of them? Oh no, no, no. I, he can sing Gloria though. I can yeah. sing Gloria. I. Used to, I they had it, me so terrified uh, when I was coming home from grade school. I used to actually occasionally, in the earliest days, look up to see if a boulder was coming down because I had <laughs> like done something wrong. There was a religion book they had where they were where Saint Peter or somebody up at the top was throwing some poor bastard over <laughs> this chute, and it and it actually in this second or third grade book. You can see this hapless soul falling and flailing into the flames and said, yeah, it was great. It was a great education. It was great. We had a a fourth grade nun. Was it a barbecue book? Sister Winifred, we're all coming in from recess, and it was hot, and we had no air conditioning in that old school. But it was Northern California, so it wasn't bad. But everyone's fanning themselves, and she with her pointed little finger, which is slightly crooked, goes, it'll be hotter than this in hell. No. Uh, 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 she said that. <laughs> Steve, uh, I forgot what movie we were talking about. Kevin Dillon, not that long ago, his birthday. Oh, class? Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's Heaven Help Us. Heaven Help, Heaven help us. us. Yeah. There's uh, there's a scene where, and it's Wallace Shawn, who's yeah. one of the monks, and they're gonna they're about to have their dance. Right, yeah. And he gives them this whole rundown of what will happen to right, them. Right, the sins and, that can be incurred oh, from oh, the, the, the your, your close flesh, proximity. Yes. Your flesh will be ripped from your body <laughs> by grotesque serpents as you burn in the flames of hell. Wow. Now enjoy the dance and everyone have a great night. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, well, with that, let's uh, let's get the letter of the yes. day. Alright, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. E as in early. Alright, and we will have one more letter to go and tomorrow we'll give away the prize. Ten tickets to Dorney Park. Plus, your entire group gets to ride in a real monster truck with reserve line passes. Strap in for an unforgettable ride aboard the all-new 10-passenger Gravedigger or Megalodon truck mm. on a freestyle-inspired course. And it is part of Monster Jam Thunder Alley at Dorney Park now through November 3rd. Don't miss any of the excitement or activities of this full-throttle fun for the whole family. Info at DorneyPark.com slash Monster Jam. So we give that away Tomorrow, what's in store for us today? Peter? Well, I thank you for asking. First of all, you're welcome. Secondly, man, uh, we have at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Uh, two more shots at Money Shark. Uh, I've got more Green Day, Weezer, Fallout Boy tickets to give away. Some really cool workforce blocks. That'll be fun. First of all, an incredibly fun band is at the Man tonight. They are the B 52s We're going to do workforce blocks. Aren't they just great? I, actually, I listen to them. Uh, I, I love um, Rome. Uh, is, is a song that I always listen to, yeah. and Deadbeat Club yes. are two of my favorite yes. songs. My own inter- Private Idaho. Private Idaho is great. I interviewed uh, Fred Schneider one time Wow, uh, yeah. in the studio. He's the nicest guy. Really? Yeah, he was great a sweetheart. Guy. Yeah. Wow. I only saw them once at the Electric Factory. So they're in town at the Man, uh, bound to be a fun show. 
Uh, but there's another amazing show, an MMR concert event at the Met tonight, which I will be hosting, uh, which features rival sons. So we will do a workforce block of them. And the headliners, of course, are dear friends, Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, and they're sounding better than ever. So it's a great bill. And a few tickets do remain, Ticketmaster.com, or I think it's called TheMetPhilly.com if you want to get them online. I highly recommend the show. But if all of that's not enough, we have a few members of Stone Temple Pilots stopping by. Oh! Um, That's very cool. Just out of the blue, they offered to come by and say hi, and so uh, that is going to happen uh, in the noon hour. Well, you're virtually a band member at this point. Uh, I actually they, they brought me on stage one yeah. time. I hope I never forget that. <laughs> it was so wild. I've told you the story before. Ask Dean if he still has my Charles Nelson Riley shirt. I will do again, that, please. <laughs> I will do that. Awesome. Uh, all right, it's going to be a good day with Pierre, and I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve shows brought to you today by Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Uh, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Plus, uh, LaSalle University and their next open house is on Saturday, September 21st. You can register at lasalle.edu slash open house. Uh, tomorrow, as we wrap up the week, we'll continue the Money Shark, like Pierre is going to be doing this morning. or Yeah, this morning and this afternoon. Uh, and we will also give away a word of the week prize, and we'll have comedian Dan Soder in ah, the studio. Love yes. Dan Soder. Dan is great. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. hate you. Live. I would like to shout out a big you to the municipalities that decided to only allow two lanes of traffic and not three on the blue route to go through their town. You short-sighted prick. Next message. It's the final countdown to the North Wildwood Irish Fall Festival, where we're drinking beers, doing shots, and even a little vomit on our flip-flops. Holla, bitches. Next message. Oh, my God, this drives me nuts. And Greece, too, right now is... Wrong on the football field. The E's backwards and they're missing an L. Right now, high beat the Cavaliers. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484 434 1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.